All right, welcome back to another episode of Tea Time. Uh, what day is today? It's May the 24th, Wednesday, 2023, 10.39 in the p.m. Uh, today I have with me Mr. Nathan, Mr. Nate Dog. How are you doing today, Nathan? Doing fine. How are you? I'm doing absolutely lovely. You you destroyed my body with that crazy workout. Yes, sir. Fucking obliques are dumb. Okay, nobody needs obliques. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about obliques. I don't. I don't need obliques anymore. Hey, nobody needs obliques until you're down the road and you see them and you're like, wow. When are you? When are you gonna see obliques from down the road? Tell me, riddle me that one, Batman. Are you giving me a solid six month or three month cut? And then you eat good, and then you work, you work you work your obliques, and then boom, you got it, you got it. <laughs> Just give me four months of your time, and I promise you, obliques will matter to you. Okay. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I don't know about that bullshit. I don't know about that. <laughs> the cut is rough. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I live the cut. Like I want to get down to like like you know you can see all the veins. The vasculature. Yeah. Vasculature. Okay. Okay. But like. It's doable. It's doable. It's just gotta... doable, but it's not eating for like you know a year, basically. <laughs> no, like you eat, but you, you eat well consistently. Yeah, every so day. For me, it's just not eating because I can't. I'm not. I can't do that shit. Like I'm not a. Well, tight then that's your problem. Guy. You got to fix that. My yeah, that's why I'm using time to my advantage. You know, the variables I can't control. Fine, you know, but the variables I can control. I can only go five miles an hour, so I'm just gonna do that for a hundred hours, and we'll get there. We'll get we'll get our five hundred miles. I mean, one way or another, I guess, to each their own. So, Nathan, why don't you tell the, the audience what you're sipping on right now? Sipping on some water. Sipping Meanwhile, on. you're uh, sipping I, some yeah, Prosecco. So, Nathan's spoiling me. I'm having some Lamarca Prosecco. I have a whole bottle of Prosecco. Of course, always. Because, you know, f- you know, excess is the American way. What the fuck? <laughs> I guess it's the Italian way. I feel like a like it's a problem just like you know fisting just a bottle of prosecco just like yeah bro what's up you know like happy Monday I mean it's it's built for your hand right there it fits perfectly it it is it is it's the pouring like the drinking effect is a little bit obnoxious but anyways so now to, to brass tacks. So the I was formulating this question in the shower. We took separate showers, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get okay. any ideas. Um, <laughs> Nathan's available. Um, so am I. Anyways, not the point. Back to the topic at hand. Um, so I was like, all right, you have been, you said you were, you were going to just Christian church in general. Oh, boy. And then you were also going to Catholic church. Oh, boy. And so I'm like, what is, because that's one of the questions I've had for some people is like, excuse me is like why choose your particular flavor of christianity what is it that what is it that makes because i I was talking about this um with my other buddy we can dive deep into this once you address the flavor problem um is like the separation between the idea of god and the specific religion you choose and so what why christianity why your flavor of christianity what what's up what's up Oh, that's tough. I guess, I guess I gotta take like a funnel down approach. You know, start with why one <laughs> denomination over the other. I guess, and then get down to why Christianity for yeah. me. Yeah. Yep. I guess. Well, <laughs> a carbonated drink's not the best for, for not burping <laughs> during the fuck. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, in advance. Um, continue, continue. <clears throat> I mean, for me, honestly, my whole life, like I grew up in both churches. You know. One side of the family being Catholic, one side mm. being Protestant, and literally going to both churches every Sunday, which is kind of a... That you- blows. <laughs> you got shafted double church, man? <laughs> no, nah, it's a blessing and a curse, but ultimately a blessing in disguise. Yeah. But 
I mean, not if you ask me, but okay. So yeah, you're. Were you happy going through it? Were you like, yeah? No, not, not the time. I was double. Happy. Ch- I can't wait to go to church again. <laughs> no, I didn't want to do anything else this Sunday. <laughs> no, that definitely that definitely makes sense. Definitely caused tension. You know, some some Sundays having to pick one parent over the other. Mm, you know, that caused a lot of drama. Yeah, too. that's a bit of a sticky situation. It's like picking parent over parent, like religion over religion. It's like so mixed together. It's yeah, it's ugly mix. Okay, we can steer away from that if you want. That's a bit <laughs> no, of a, no, no, that's fine. Well, I mean, like, okay, I'm trying to think of it just as a, like, I guess, like a logical point of view. Or, like, okay, I okay. guess it's hard to do that since your feelings are wrapped up in it in that way. But I definitely have a logical approach to it. So what is your what is your logic behind? Because, like, I could tell you mine, but I don't want to, like, taint your, you know. All right, so I grew up in both churches, but predominantly, you know, Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And I went to Catholic school my whole life, elementary school, middle school, high school, um, you know, still practiced it when I was in college when I started and everything. And, you know, there's there's a reason why the Catholic Church is so universal and so predominant because it's a good church. There's holy people in it. They have moral principles. They have holy principles. They teach from the gospel, you know, stuff that I believe in. But there's also things about the Catholic Church that, you know, I saw over years that didn't make sense. You know, why are they so overindulgent? And these crazy, ludicrous, you know, chapels mm. and all this luxurious stuff, you know, dropping you know, 50 million on, a, <laughs> on sculptures and yeah, paintings. And it's I'm like, have to, I have to mark the time for I, I try not to say the name, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right. It's all right. No, go ahead. Five minutes in and you, uh, I got to believe it. This is like a record, bro. <laughs> We'll take, a, we'll take a pause. We'll take a pause. No, it's all good. Just you could, I'm keep, listening. I'm keep listening. Going, keep going. Okay. Um. So it's like you know, the older I got, the more I question what are the principles of my life, what are the morals I live by, what is my understanding of the world and my religion, my theology. Because ultimately, like in life, a lot of people choose to have an identity, mm. and I firmly believe my identity is rooted mostly, and I would say you know prim- primarily now in my faith. You know, that's my identity in, in a way, but um growing older you start to figure out what is your identity and like diving more into catholicism and seeing what it's about you know there's stuff that i saw that didn't you really match the moral principles i thought you know christianity is supposed to represent Mm. and like especially i started reading you know scripture and you know reading stuff online and just studying the gospel for myself for the first time it's like why don't these th- two things match? Why are there so many issues with the Catholic Church? Why are, there, why are there so many of these problems that they don't address that, you know, Martin Luther addressed in the 1500s? And mm. then, you know, it's just, you know, it's an ongoing journey of choosing, of deciding why one, I believe, is more along my principles than the other. Have you read, like, the, was it 95 Theses or something like that? I actually have not. I've read some of them, but... Not really, not really. I really should. I really should. But it's like it's like in the in the, in the past the past couple of months I've been reading the, the a little bit of the Old Testament. But I started reading the the Gospel, the, the Synoptic Gospels, and ju- I just read through John mm. and, and Acts, and um, just kind of part of the Gospel, you know, extension from Luke, and seeing what the early church was like. Like, what what is Christianity all about? It's about it's about continuation of the of the Jewish you know mm. theology, but all of a sudden you have this guy named Jesus. And what was he all about? He taught these moral principles, and he taught people that eternal life was achieved through him. Those were like the two staples. Like you read, like the end of John has a little passage about what was the purpose of this book, and it says very briefly, 
purpose of this book is to show people that did achieve eternal life and salvation and forgiveness, you know, believe in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's like the whole point of like uh, the Jew Christian religion, the the point of Jesus coming, the, you know, the guy we all believe in. And you, you see in Acts what the beginning of the, the new church looks like, you know, what the apostles did, how the early churches, you know, interacted, the letters Paul sent to the churches. You know, there's an idea of um, these interconnected, very tight-knit communities. You know, there there was no this this giant hierarchy of the Catholic Church. There mm-hmm. was no papacy. Bureaucracy. Yeah, this was crazy bureaucracy. The this, business. The business, the investing in stocks and all all this all this crazy all this crazy stuff they have now. And I you mean know, that was Peter though. That was his job, right? Like that's I mean He's the OG. He's the OG, but was he was he this title of the Pope? He was the rock of the church, the foundation of the church, but what does that mean? That means he was the first pope like where where in scripture does it say that where isn't where's is it in the i didn't read the book i don't know man <laughs> no it's just from my understanding and my reading to it it's it's not the church wasn't made to resemble this hierarchical institution that mm. was so disconnected from its people like my own catholic church doesn't even have the, that go do my family sometimes like doesn't even have like a bible study or like anything like that and i tried like mm. seeing if they have like any men discipleship or anything like that they just don't there's, just, there's such a a disconnect and there's just also a lot of other gaps in the Catholic tradition I see, like the the veneration of Mary. And I was also reading yeah. other stuff too, like the book of John was introduced like 100 years after the other Gospels, which is, that's what it's believed. And, um, you know, there's a there's an emphasis a lot throughout the book about um, the apostle Peter. Mm-hmm. Like Peter was the second man to get to the tomb. Peter was the second guy, was the, the guy that cut off, you know, uh, the guy's ear who was trying to arrest Jesus and stuff like that. And so like there's a, this almost this emphasis of the book of, john of this non-veneration of peter and this elevation of jesus there's almost a there was almost emphasis in the old church about venerating jesus over other people mm. in the catholic church you see like this almost idol worship of mary of the saints of all mm. this stuff praying to the saints to intercede on our behalf and it's just you know th- i don't feel like that's something that came across to me in all my readings mm. of the new testament of what what jesus represented the whole point of jesus he came to intercede on our behalf and it's just it's a relationship between him and us not this whole you know having to have a priest intercede on our behalf you know pray you know having to tell a priest our sins and he mm-hmm. has to confess that to god the whole point is we have a personal relationship with god he mm-hmm. came down in flesh and directly by through the holy spirit we can confess our sins to god and like have a direct relationship with him there's just a lot of, lots of stuff like that and i just see so many issues with the church in my own life mm-hmm. that has led me away from the catholic church and into more Protestant are you like have you chosen a denomination of protestantism or is it just like you know the book you know just read it It, it's funny because like i'm not part of any denomination particularly but i've actually just started dabbling my feet a concept called like reformed theology Mm. which is a it's a really interesting like approach to christianity a lot of it is like kind of like tied to calvinism talks about like predestination stuff like that and free will whether or not exists and all Mm. that because it's really interesting because like the book of John, the book of Acts, specifically talks about how, like, Jesus says that, and Paul says, you know, there is um, God's chosen people, there's select people, there's people who are not chosen by God, mm. who are, whose hearts are hardened, who, you know, it's almost like and people who's, who specifically can't hear the, or understand God's word and those who can. 
and God's chosen those people. And it's like, what does that all mean? Does that mean we don't have free will? Yeah, like, that's so I, kind of like, but that's very, yeah, it's very touchy, but <laughs> like, lead you down a dark road. Yeah, but there's, been like, like, there's a lot of beautiful ways church, churches approach it. Like my church that I go to that my family doesn't know about, but, uh, <laughs> secret church. No, but like, they actually were just talking about Ephesians and how there's, um, there's passages about, you know, the, the chosen people of God, the, the, the elect. And it's, it's, their, their approach to it was that, it's a comforting statement because it shows that you're Christian. If you're a Christian and you've already confessed your faith and you believe in Jesus, then that means you've already been selected by God. He's not going to let you fall out of his fold. You're one of his sheep. You've been chosen. You can't be unchosen. And it's like it's like a beautiful way of approaching Christianity hmm. by saying that you are a selected child or an elected child of God. Like this is kind of dabbling in Calvinism, but like it's 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 a type of comfort that once you once you're uh, it's a little like, uh, culty though it's, like, it's a little culty but you know. it's like i think about it when i um i remember i watched uh you know all gas no breaks yeah, yeah i love all gas no breaks so like um i remember the flat earth conference oh he my was gosh. talking to one guy <laughs> and he was like oh this is a conspiracy you know like the jesuits are doing this the jews are they're fucking every he's like the jews are everywhere kind of thing and and uh andrew callahan was like so like is there anything that's not a conspiracy and the guy was like bro like i don't know like once you open the bottle he's like i want like i wish i could go back to just being like oh britney spears but now it's like i can't stop and it's sort of like one of those things where christianity might also be sort of one of those things where it's like once you kind of like are in once you believe it's like you can't unchristian you know it's like your mind is kind of like stuck in that way which you know arguing whether or not that's good bad or like that's the way of the faith or not like i'm not saying that but it's a curious to kind of draw the parallel to be like people who are like their brain is stuck in the cult to where it's like god's like yeah once i get you you're fucked or like <laughs> you know what i mean like it, it, it's, i think you I can't think get ungot i think there's a, a more not some, maybe not appropriate way of saying it but i think a yeah, better I mean, way of saying it uh, there's a there's a conviction there's a nicer like, way uh, yeah. you know giving you a little bit more credit i guess than saying like god has poisoned you and you're you have it in your mind or like i, I feel like that point <laughs> it's like saying you know people have a conviction you know of their faith and then they wrestle with that the rest of their life whether or not they want to listen to that conviction or i mean but people talk about like or have like con- conviction with their faith is a good thing don't they like like oh he's like a convicted christian or like he has a lot of conviction with his faith like to me that sounds like a somebody praising somebody for their faith like oh yeah like he's a lot of conviction with his christianity you can't break him sort of thing whereas like you're saying it's like a bad thing like oh yeah he's nuts like he's christian like doesn't matter what you say kind of thing no no it's no. like he's QAnon. like you're not gonna un you know unwarp his mind kind of situation <laughs> no 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 like i don't know like and and i know it might sound rude but like i'm trying to you know i don't want to say it in a rude way but i'm not sure the nice way to say it like it's curious how it's like okay yeah you can't unsee it you know once you've opened pandora's box once you've opened jesus's bible like there's no going back you know you can't get it out of your mind and i think people like definitely think in christian terms like people very much um i've said this before on the podcast but like um like the idea of a dictator is like it's like uh, from what i've seen it's very much like oh he's the one he's gonna set things right he's gonna save us he's the guy nobody else can do it he's the one he knows the real way you know all the pharisees they're not teaching the book right jesus knows the book right you know same like all the people in the government right now you know like uh, i watched a napoleon documentary recently so it's like oh yeah the government right now very weak they're not doing jack shit for us but look at napoleon napoleon's paying the soldiers napoleon's doing this right napoleon's conquering so napoleon's gonna save us and then they like oh thank you napoleon we put all the power in napoleon because napoleon is the number one guy he's the g why would we give power to anybody else 
and then boom you I know think it's part of human nature to gravitate towards a savior type mentality it's yeah head monkey like you know it's very much like a almost instinct well, yeah. said that weird <laughs> instinctual mm. almost like we gravitate to it but uh, i guess that's why you know christianity can be so appealing to so many people maybe it's natural for us because it's legit then we just try to replace that with idols know. and other I people i mean like people had idols before christianity that's something you, you said before about um sort of circumventing the priest and going directly to god and that's something um i heard about like the egyptians there was one egyptian where um one pharaoh where it used to be you know you had to go to the temple go donate you know give to the priest the priest would sacrifice pray on your behalf blah 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 and this um this pharaoh was like no you don't have to go to the temple anymore like you can you can telephone right up to god at home like you can do it directly and it, to me, it was like, this is like an innovation in religious technology, you know? <laughs> yeah. No longer do you have to go through the priestly middleman. You can go direct. You don't have to go to a big box store who's going to buy the product and then bring it to the shelf and then you buy it there and they take a bunch of money off the top. No, no, no. You can buy the product directly from the supplier. You can get your, your you know, Christianity directly from God himself. You don't need to go through, you know, this priest jackass over here who's I, skimming money off the top. I'm probably wrong about it, but I think it might be Zoroastrianism, but I'm probably, Zoastrianism? probably wrong. Yeah, I think that's like one of the first ones to start talking about that i could be wrong they were so i mean like i know a little bit about it because my dad is one but like he didn't really like teach me so like well first of all so like uh my mom's not zoroastrian and to be zoroastrian to be real deal you have to have both parents so like Mm -hmm. for jews it's the mother i think there's other religions where you have to have the father but for them it's a double so that's one of the reasons why they're the population is declining but i'm a fake you know foo-foo lamb anyways um but the like they were the first monotheistic religion um and i don't remember if they had like a hell or anything like that but their idea is like there is ahura mazda which is god which is goodness and then there is like an evil i don't remember the name of it but it's just like it is disorder you know it's not necessarily like it's constantly trying to undo everything it is chaos trying to manifest itself in the world um and you have to go and sort of like actively fight it um and they also have a lot of they place a lot of importance on three and that like their symbolism is um like it's the the guy zoraster i think it's the guy the g sorry zoraster the five of you listening to this um but like they have the three layers of the wings of the eagle that he rides on it's like good thoughts good words good deeds and um i think that's a very much like it's kind of incorporated into judaism and christianity um but it's very interesting to see kind of how religion has developed from you know like it's it's similar i guess in the industrial revolution too where it was like you used to have cottage industries where like you would have this one building and they do what they do there and that's your town's blacksmith and there's no blacksmith company like it's him in his house he does it there and so it would be like okay for your tribe you have your tribe's religion and you have your shaman right there and he does it for the tribe right you know you got one guy he does it and now it's like oh we have one company that will do it all for you you can do you know this company's expanding across the united states to where it's one mono religion for everybody it's the walmart of religions you set up a walmart in your town set up a catholic church in your town boom boom bow it's everywhere and so now it's almost like maybe it's becoming more um i mean i think the the world is definitely losing religion especially america a lot of other places aren't um but america is definitely losing religion and so it's sort of like what is going to take its place because i think if you think it is an instinct what you know how are you going to fill that that niche in your in your mind if you don't have a god per se well i would argue that you know 
is declining in the U.S. but also growing in a lot of other places. Even mm. even in the U.S., like I think a study just came out, you know, regarding the, the election coming up and how southern states are voting more in one direction, mm. you know, Republican, and there's like a yeah. high high correspondence with the religion in conservative you know conservatism with that. A lot of that's coming from Hispanics coming actually from South America moving into the, you know the states, and then in, in the northern United States, predominantly urban cities and stuff. There's a you know you know greater white population, suburban population. Mm-hmm. You know religion is declining and it's leaning more in that other direction. So I think it, it all depends on where you look. But like religion definitely has a stronghold throughout the world, and I, mm-hmm. pro- I think overall it's probably higher now than you know it's ever has been, including in um, its growth rate. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I really can't say. I it, in my mind, I'd say most Western countries have a lower religion. Yeah. I would say even like more conservative people. There's a good percentage of conservative people because like it's. Um, I think the last time I checked, which I never checked, but I just heard it, uh, was like 50-50 religion, non-religion yeah. is the U.S. standard. And so like looking at it like Republican versus Democrat, it's very 50-50. You're like, huh, that's kind of curious. Um, but I think there's plenty of um, religious – I know like Jews tend to be more liberal. I think – I want to say Catholics tend to be more liberal, uh, maybe at least like in New York or some shit like that. But I don't think it necessarily divides along party lines. Um I, I would guess that Muslims would be more democratic just because, like, I feel like the at least di- ethos of republicanism is not Muslim, which I don't know if that's necessarily true. But I think if you ask the broad, if you ask a liberal, they're definitely like, oh, yeah, Republicans hate Muslims kind of thing, which, you know, I, again, I don't think that's necessarily true, but it might convince some people. Yeah, stereotypes. Um, but anyway, yeah, but I don't know about, like, religion's growth or not. It was cur- like it's definitely alive in a lot of countries, you know. It's, I mean, there's wars being fought over it, so like yeah. it's definitely still a thing. Um, but at least over here, I don't think it's uh, you know religion's not as much of a it's, factor. It, you know, it's not even that much of a talked about point. But like, you know, in Russia's invasion of Ukraine right now, I think like Putin, Putin even mentioned, you know, you know, maintaining Eastern Orthodox Christianity principles and morals and stuff and using religion and this, this argument stuff. It's like, it's, it's still everywhere. It's crazy. From what I hear, like the Russians have kind of used the church. They've been like, like if you want to be a successful Russian leader, you have to be in with the church because they're yeah, very it, much it's, like, it's a like a mafioso kind of. Yeah, it's all like a colluded like, organization. Um, oh, I don't know. Um, I think, again, going back to the Napoleon documentary, it's like he kind of like, buddy buddied up with the uh with the pope too so yeah. he was kind of like hey man like i'm your homie like give me the sway oh he goes the, back in the hundreds of years the catholic yeah, church and pope, stuff like that they're definitely a political figure um which i mean that seems like just a humanization like a the creep of like i don't know the human disease or i guess i don't know. um but like taking something like religion and then being like we can build a business and then boom, Catholic church. And then obviously it has its own policies and its own, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Things it wants. I don't, I, you know what I mean? Like certain companies want certain things out of the government. And so they're going to lobby certain ways. The church wants certain things out of the government. So they're going to lobby certain ways. Um, I think that's definitely the case. Uh, it's curious to see the the new pope though, like him saying like gay people are. He's like we don't condone gay people, but he's not like mean to him or something like that. I don't exactly know. He's trying to take a more general approach to it. Yeah. I think. Uh, he seems like he's like, oh, I'm the liberal pope, man. I'm cool. You be gay. It's cool, man. You know. 
it's weird like there's gay priests too which is another funny thing it's like oh you know your christianity doesn't allow gay people it's like i'm gonna make a new one and their gay people are fine it's like don't fuck it you know we do what we want um it's interesting because like if christianity is a book which um from what i've heard is like uh rather than because i think like the the traditional aspect the aspect of tradition is highly emphasized in those built-up churches of the catholics either eastern orthodox and in judaism well like what, sorry, can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. Well, it's like the Catholic Church has like they talk about the magisterium, where they they base their 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 religion on like three stools. Magisterium. It's like the magisterium, three stools. Basically, tradition, um, the word of the Pope, mm. and the, you know, and the cardinals and everything, and then the the gospel, scripture. They all have equal weight, which is kind of bizarre to say. Like you're trying to say like this religion, like mm. you're a bunch of humans over a couple hundred years have the equal influence on your you know the morals of your faith as your traditions as well as the scripture it's based off of that seems like pretty i'd say tradition and the and the current uh administration is kind of like a double whammy for the humans over the you know quote-unquote word of god it's kind of like the word of god is is the you know the odd man out in this case it has yeah. the least amount of power yeah yeah so i think i think it's one of the issues with the catholic church where like you know a lot of protestant churches you know, not most but like you know some or many of them you know it's scripture alone mm. it's you know that's what luther, luther was all about you know mm. it's uh wh- what is our religion without our scripture what a bunch of dudes say over a couple hundred years you know a couple hundred yeah, you know, a couple but- a couple popes who did horrible things and you know made people pay indulgences you know for the forgiveness of their sins all this crazy that's stuff true. but but if you have just the book you can read a book a million different ways and that leads to you know the Pentecostals like speaking in tongues and holding snakes up kind of I, thing. You know, you know, there's you can have differences in your understanding of the gospel, but in the, the day, it all points. You can read all of Scripture yourself and see it all. It all just points to Jesus mm. and his teachings of loving people. Like at the end of the day, you, you know, there's there's a message for every church, mm. every people out there from the Scripture to love people like Jesus did and uh, follow the commandments there's a way of looking at it that's Mm. not so dissectable it's easy you could there in almost every like every five verses of scripture you could probably make a different denomination Mm. or something you know it's very easy to do that but it's it's still easy to have one overall church with even the differing opinions so i guess going to um I know you're educated, I guess, in the in the classics or something like that, but I I think it's like the Aristotelian idea, or maybe it's the so- Socratic idea of like there is the perfect like the virtue of table, right? There is table, mm-hmm. right? And then everything else is just an image of the table replicated in a different way. So there is like a perfect Christianity and then everything else is just some other version, a copy of that. But nothing is actually really the pure Christianity, no matter how, you know, this is the perfect table. It's like, it's not, you know, the only you know, table. I, I think that's true. I think there's truth to that in, in the sense that, you know, the whole, the, almost the whole New Testament, um, the gospel, you know, a lot of churches, you know, all the teaching is based off of the gospel, gospel oriented, you mm-hmm. know, churches. It's, you know, all the letters of Paul, the New Testament, everything. It's basically telling people how to live, and it's also telling the early churches how they're messing up. You know the issues with them. They like the letters of Ephesians, the Romans, the Corinthians, Colossians, um, the Philippians, 
it's you know it's a Paul commenting on all of them. You know, you're doing this wrong. Mm-hmm. He starts with you. Know, I'm praying for you. I love you. You've been following the faith. But then he thumbs up. But <laughs> yeah, but then he's critiquing them. Like some of them are having idols. Some of them are being too strict with the law. Some mm. of them are not. They're placing their own works over God and saying you know the works are in them salvation and stuff like that. But his message to all of them is that you're Christians, but this is how you should approach this situation in your church. Mm. And so like. Even all the early churches were full of flaws, but they were still Christians. I mean, I don't think Paul wasn't condemning them to hell. Mm. It was just, they all had flaws. But at the end of the day, if you're a Christian, as long as you're loving people in accordance with the scriptures and you're not, you know, directly contradicting them, then you're on the right path. I mean, but loving people can, you know, you can definitely take that and weaponize it into, oh, I love this person so much that I'm going to kill them to save them from their own sin. Yeah, and that, that's why there's a bunch of Jesus' teachings in there. You know, thou shalt not kill, or, you know, thou shalt not commit sexual immorality, and Don't stuff euthanize. like that. euthanize. <laughs> like, I mean, there's definitely Jesus... <laughs> potato, potato, but... So you, you have Jesus' teachings and principles in there that you can make, they can base your your morals around how you how you love people how you care for the world how you live how you live your life how you live your life as a christian there's a clear format and text for you to follow mm. and while a lot of people can interpret that differently i think there's i mean so it's not clear then is I, mean, it? I mean if you give if you, if you genuinely give it a read it's pretty clear in most situations mm. uh, i that, that's how i feel that's how have I you feel. read the bible because i'm like uh, part of me is like okay if i read the bible i want like vanilla bible you know like and i don't know what bible to read out of that but i would read it you know don't get your hopes up i see you giving me these hungry eyes um like i want to read it just to read like also the quran and read like um i don't know like the vedas because like the hindus don't really have a bible but like i just want to read it and be like all right what the fuck are they actually saying versus like what i'm hearing some guy you know with a big hat telling me no you should definitely read it but like yeah so I haven't read the whole Bible its entirety, which I definitely should. I'm trying to get through the whole Bible this year. But, like, I just reread the the Gospels. And it was really interesting that I, t- I took less of a, you know, I guess Christian viewpoint at it. I was actually reading about how, you know, the book of Mark, Luke, and John. Mark, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they share a ton of components together. Like, the book of Mark, 97% of it is with copied in the books of, of, of Luke and Matthew. And then, and this whole idea... Come of, on, Matthew, like, come on, no, man. There's this whole idea of triple d- tradition and double tradition. It's been talked about for hundreds of years where, like, there's a lot shared between the three synoptic gospels and then there's, there's like, 25% of Luke and Mark on Luke and Matthew are just shared between each other. And so there's, there's this idea that there was a common text that Luke and Matthew actually looked back on for inspiration. Mm. And so there's an idea that uh, it's called like Mark post-priority or something, where like there's uh, this gospel of Mark and the and this written work of Mark. And there's another document out there mm. called Q, which is basically just a bunch of Jesus' teachings and parables and stuff like that. And that Luke and Matthew took inspiration from those. And I, that's that's approach I took in the most recent time I you know was reading the gospels. It's really interesting because you can see how you know that would make sense. But I, th- I just I just think this goes to show that there's a lot of there's a lot of good out there mm. um, to be taken from the gospels, the like, moral teachings that stem from Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff you could learn from it from taking like an analytical approach to it. So have you cons- ever considered? Uh, converting to Islam 
as well. <laughs> have you ever been like, let's see what's up with that, you know? I have not. I've wanted to read the Quran, though, recently. The latest patch, you know? Like, you're missing out. <laughs> no, the thing is, about Christianity, I think it really finalizes, uh, you know, mm. the Jewish tradition. And, and it, it, it makes sense. Because the whole point of the Jewish tradition in the Old Testament is to point forward to a Messiah. Mm. And then that Messiah was Jesus, you know, God become man who died for us and but how do you know like you're not the you know they're like no we found the one and then they're like no you didn't and then like how many times did that happen until like one of the the ones like caught on enough to where they made a whole religion about it you know let's say there's five people who like checked all the boxes first one jews are like nah second nah third nah fourth nah and then the fifth one comes around and then he convinces enough people where they're like Fuck it. Like, Christianity, blah, there you go. And then it sticks, you know? You know I, I think two things, at least I take to it, my approach, is that, for, okay, two things. That it takes, it, it, you'll, hate, you'll hate this, but it takes a little leap of faith. Mm. It, takes, it takes a little leap of faith. Classic. And the other, the other thing Christian about- Christian trump card right there. And, that's the- <laughs> But yeah, but it really does. It really does. Like, to believe in a God, honestly- you can never you can never see him you know you, you can't mm. physically touch him like you just you in your lifetime you won't be able to mm. so no matter what no matter what religion you believe in no matter no matter if you can definitely prove god is real like mm. we, we can't, can't touch him we can't see him so it requires a little ounce of faith in which one of these doctrines whether it's christianity or islam whatever there is something to be said about um like i'm reading uh not dante not the inferno but like the next one the purgatorio and there's a lot of times where like they talk about like, oh, this is way above our pay grade. Like, oh yeah, no, God's got to figure it out. But like, we can't even, you can't even comprehend. Like, don't ask, you know, it's like, don't even, it's not a matter of like, oh, you should, you're hiding something from me. Just explain it. It's like, you wouldn't get it if, if he even did kind of thing. Yeah. Like, is that, is, is that where you give the faith or you're just like, no, I choose this. So I'm going to go with it. Like it's, well, that, that was one part of it, you know, this, this leap of faith. But I think the other part of it is that, you know, looking at other religions, like, there is such a distinct aspect of Christianity. This whole thing of Jesus Messiah is that this this apparently our God became man and he died for us. And it's like you know nothing about it makes sense. It turns all of our you know understanding of God and flips upside down. That's why like all the Jews in, in in the in the New Testament they were like you know it doesn't make any sense. It's blasphemy. You know that's ridiculous. You know why would you come? You know how can you claim to be son of man? His disciples are like why are you gonna die? That doesn't make sense. Whatever. Mm. You know it it really flips everything on its head. What you think of a, a God a Messiah mm. and you know, even his own apostles are confused. I think there's a there's a beauty to it that. You know, there's idea of our our God would put himself through that suffering because of how much he cares for us. I think that's something you don't really see. And it's kind of badass or not. Oh, now I sound like a like, OK, so I went to Israel and I like went to the, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre where they had the cross and I touched the rock. Right. And I was like, this is where they killed God. <laughs> and I was like, that just sounds sick. Like, oh, yeah, like god bleeds like right here kind of shit you're like oh no wow. there's definitely there's definitely beauty to it and I, was, I think i was reading a book recently by like tim keller or something and i was talking about like it was just confusing like why did why did why did our god need to die for us and it's like that's it's kind of kind of bizarre but like yeah why don't you snap his god fingers or like do whatever a sphere does you know and then i was and i was reading about it it's this idea of forgiveness it's um you know when you forgive someone like someone hits your mailbox or something and you truly forgive them hmm. like you don't you don't you know ask them to pay for it you don't you don't reprimand them you don't hit their car or something hmm. when you forgive them 
you give them mercy and let it go. And but to do that, you're taking a cost upon yourself. That damaged mailbox, that's that's on you now. You forgive them, you take that cost on yourself. In order for God to forgive us, He's taking on our our you know our transgressions against Him. He's taking our transgressions on mm-hmm. with mercy. And how does He do that? He takes all of our sin on Himself. And how do you do that? He died on the cross for our sins. Mm. And so he took on all of our transgressions and he, and that's how he forgave us all by his son dying on the cross for us. I think it was like a beautiful way of, of looking at it. And it, it, it finally like clicked for me, like, you know, why he had to suffer for our, for our sin. You know, you know, why did God have to die? Because there's a, there's a, there's a cost that has to be taken on when we forgive someone. Mm. And, but you also have to believe in the first place that people need to be forgiven. Mm. And you know, a lot of people say people are inherently good, but I'm of the mindset that we all are pretty crappy and we're fallen creatures. And, you know, it's, it's just, just, it's obvious. I mean, what are your thoughts on free will? Like, do you believe in free will? <laughs> oh, man. Oh man, that you know, touching all this Calvinism stuff. Because that really theology. is the question: is is it not like who is condemned to die before they're even born if there is no free will? But if there really is free will, I mean, I I doubt it sometimes. You know, like you know, it's tough to say because, like you know, if we're going off the Christian theology, the people say, you know, oh, of course you have free will. But like, you look at Scripture; it says like you know, Jesus, you know, God hardened Pharaoh's heart when the Moses went to ask for the people to be freed mm. and he did that. So God could display his power and, you know, display his glory through the afflictions he cast on Egypt and eventually getting his people out of Egypt. But like there, there's, there's parts of the Bible where it specifically talks about people's hearts being hardened by God. Mm. It's like, it's like if God is hardening people's hearts, how can they have free will? Mm. And how if in the Bible, people are being elected to be, you know, saved how is that free will? So I think it's a very, very complicated topic. But yeah, I, I mean, like I would think um, like the just the idea of like God knows your future, but your future isn't set in stone. It's like, hey, wait a minute. You know, how do you and you could be like, oh, he knows all the possible combinations. So it's like, OK, like that's that's kind of a fine argument. Um, but it is definitely like, you know he really knows the choice like he knows exactly what choice you're gonna make if he really knows the future he knows what you know he knows all the options but he knows what choice you're gonna make yeah and i don't know like i'm not sure that i like i've there are points where it's like is this free will but i don't think it's you have free will all the time well you know the way i see it you know from what people try to articulate is that god exists outside of time Mm. if if you try to think about it god exists outside of time then you see everything at once. So, like, if he if he's creating something, if he's creating Adam and Eve, or he's, if he's creating humanity in general, mm. like when he creates it, it's not just at the beginning he's creating; it's the end too. He creates it all at once, mm. and so it's not like you see, you see what I mean. It's it's kind of hard to. It's it's like picturing another dimension. It's it's like you think about it like the, the, what the people humans can think about is like three dimensions and time, and like yeah. connecting those two alone is going to get you a PhD in physics. Like, just the ability to connect those two thoughts. But, like, trying to think in 4D, it's like, you can kind of think of it, but you have to think of it in a three-dimensional way. And so it's like, okay, if there's a being who can understand, you know, of let's say we're... um, I don't, you know, I'm going to fuck it up a little bit. Like we're fourth dimensional beings. So that way we can see and understand three dimensions. So there must, if there's a fifth dimensional being, they can see and understand four dimensions and possibly manipulate four dimensions the way that we can manipulate three dimensions. And so it's like, all right, you know, theoretically, I think they have 12 dimensions. 
it's up to you. I, you know, the particulars don't matter, but it's like, well, I mean, one thought is like, okay, maybe like our quote unquote God is just a like fourth dimensional being. And like, maybe he's like, yeah, I'm not God. Like, you don't even know, bro. Like, I'm minor leagues. Like, I, you know, that guy, like, fucking 12th dimension, bro. Like, no, we don't fuck with him. He, like, you know what time squared is? Imagine time, like, squared squared. You're like, you know, <laughs> your brain fucking, it doesn't make any sense. It's like trying to, like, you can't even comprehend a, a billion. That doesn't make, if you try and tell me, like, oh, I can picture a billion things, I'm going to tell you, shut the fuck up. No, you can't. Yeah. Uh, a million things, 100,000 things, like, you just know. You know because of the the rules about the numbers. You don't know because of like you can actually picture it. So if there's a being who can do that alone, they might even be a god to us, just the way that like advanced technology is magic to us. So it's curious to think of the specifics of the religion of like maybe Jesus was like touched by a fourth dimensional being. Uh, and, and, and it's not necessarily like God isn't as or simple that fourth dimensional being coming into three dimensions. Like I don't, to me, a lot of the problems with religion is it seems too human. Like it's very like simplified down to where it's like, oh yeah, God had to make a man. And that makes the perfect story for us because we think in stories, it's like, well, I, I think, I think like Christ- Christianity is like, yeah, it's like very human, but at the same time, it's completely, you know, the idea of in the whole so you have the whole new testament but then you have everything after that mm. you know jesus pointing to a completely different type of life a different type of you know when we come back like mm. this this idea of like heaven and everything that's like totally not of this world it's like so different from what we could ever imagine i think that's the you know whole i wonder point. if that is the moving up of dimensions you know <laughs> kill yourself you can become a fourth fifth dimensional being no but like you know aliens come to earth i mean do you believe in aliens I don't know. Okay, like, let's say aliens are real. Doesn't that, like, debunk... What if they're like, what? God didn't come to our planet? Like, that's fucked up, bro. Or what if they're like, yeah, we had our own Jesus, too. Who wins? Or, like, you know, maybe there's, like, a confederation of aliens, and they have their religion, and they're like, yeah, your local, like, your planetary version of shamanism is cute, but this is real God, and he fucking made this star explode, so don't even talk to me about some guy and some sticks. Like, get the fuck out of here with that. Like, it's very... Well, now we're doing hypotheticals, because for all we know, aliens... I mean, for all we know, Christianity is a hypothetical. Maybe Earth is the only planet in the entire universe. Flat Earth, bro. Hitler had <laughs> Hitler had it right, you know, like, that's the, that is so nuts how, like, f- to me it's funny, like, Flat Earthers just have to connect it to Hitler. They couldn't have their own thing. They're like, uh, how do we fucking stick... I love that guy. Like, he's so... You know, must he's iconic, bro. How do we connect flat earth with Hitler? It's like, you know, we're t- I'm tired of hearing about Hitler. Yeah, he's fucking idiot. Like, stop trying to act like he's a genius. No, he's just an asshole who's really good at talking. Going, Anyways, go, yeah. Going, <laughs> going back to free will, I don't know why I want to bring this up. But, like, I kind of, what I was kind of picturing is that, you know, you know, God is a creator. He has a canvas and he draws, he, cre- he draws on the canvas. And he makes creation. But then it's, you know, he starts on one side of the canvas, but then at the same time, he can see the whole canvas, but we're the ones running across the canvas. Mm. But he sees, he cre- almost it's like you're making a pen stroke on a canvas, and once he puts the dot down, he sees the whole thing. Mm. But we're the run, we're the ones running along that dot. You know, we're... 
I mean, yeah, it's like a painter making a painting and we are merely like a piece of red and we don't understand like what we are part of or, you But we are a distinct red. We are the first like scene of a movie and we don't even realize what the ending's going to be yet. We don't even have all the characters. Uh, But it's kind of, it's kind of a way of seeing like, you know, God knowing, getting the end. But us having free will, mm. you know, it's it's maybe it's a way of picturing it. If you know, we're the ones, you know, God, oh. God's following the pen, and but we're the ones that make those decisions. But He knows. Mm. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I'm trying to like to me. I'm trying to connect it to my fourth dimensional, fifth dimensional thing, where it's like, all right, if time is a dimension that you can move through the way that like we move through space, right? Like. You don't have, like, we are bound by time to move forward. But what if you could move backwards in time? And then it's like, all right, what if you could. That's so trippy. That's so trippy. What if you could set time apart as though it is just another space? You know, you're not even within the time. Like, imagine being able to draw time, which you could say, like, movies is sort of a similar way of doing that, but sort of similar to what you're saying in that it's not, you know, he's drawing the whole picture at one time with the first stroke of his pen. It's like, you're not just like having to watch a movie or len- movie linearly. You're seeing the whole movie at one time as one giant canvas. It's like, Ooh, mm-hmm. that's kind of freaky. I don't know about that, but like, but that's where I'm like, all right, bro. Like the idea of God, I think needs to be separated completely. Like to me, like a guy coming down and like, oh, he's the perfect one. And they had to kill him in this spot. And they had to do this thing and this, 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 that. And it's like, you know, it's interesting the way that um, like there, I saw this documentary about like religions all over the world, right? And, the, and this guy, he went to places like Indonesia and South America where Christianity was brought there and Islam was brought there. And um, one of the things, I don't know necessarily if the Muslims did it, but the Christians were definitely like, don't, like, your shit is done. Like, don't even try it or we will kill your ass. (laughs) And so it was like, you know, they tried to clean the slate, Christian, paint the Christianity over it. But over time, you know, the pagan kind of traditions, the old traditions of religion have started to like sprout up and they kind of incorporated into the Christianity. (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah, to Catholicism, yeah, they're definitely the conquerors of the Christianity. Um, But, like, it's curious how it's, like, you can't, you know, you don't get to, like, go and burn this forest and plant the corn. You know, you leave it long enough, and the weird fucking native plants are going to start sprouting up again, and, like, you have no choice about what you're going to, so it's, like, to me, if, it's like, a, a, like if Christianity is right, why isn't it just like everybody's like, oh yeah, like fucking you're right, man. I'm gonna stop burning this shit and killing these lambs. Like you got it down. It's like they're like, mm, like that's pretty good, and I'm definitely like down for that. But I'm definitely still gonna keep my grandma's dead body in my house for the next two months. Like, I, it's I, like, I, whoa, I think, you know. I think it comes down to human nature. Like your your point is that you know why is it not having a conviction in some people's hearts? Well. I think it does all the time. You know, that's why societies completely change and orient themselves around Christian doctrine. I mean, it's literally a lot of the history of the United States, even though very flawed. But I would say that it's it's not that like the natives were converted to Christianity. It's the Christians were put and then, then we got rid of all the natives. Whereas in those South American places, the, a lot of the natives remained. And so they're like, oh, I can trace my religion back 
I can trace my lineage back to these old people. Whereas like modern Christians, I think in America, at least the vast majority of them are like, oh yeah, my ancestors were from Christian lands originally. So like their ethnicity is a Christian ethnicity, if you will, versus like these people who are ethnically, you know, uh, whatever religion, we'll just call them shamans for lack of a better term. They're ethnically shamans, but they've been taught Christianity, but it's kind of like leaking through in their like heart. It's like, oh no, like my instinct is this shamanism, which is not, you know, not necessarily like, oh yeah, your ethnicity means you have to believe this. Obviously like, you know, plenty of uh, African-Americans believe Christianity in America, so it's like, all right, well, then, you know, why aren't they bringing back whatever they, you know, I don't know what they believe in Africa. Um, again, I guess shamanism, for lack of a better term. Um, and I guess you could argue that, like, more African-American denominations better resemble African traditions. But I don't, I'm not educated enough to go down that route exactly. I feel like I'm about to, you know, like, shoot myself in the back here. Kind of like, uh-oh, you're not supposed to say that. Um but I don't know. Like, it's a very, to me, a lot of, like, the different religions are just, like, flavors based on the location and kind of maybe, like, the cultural predispositions of the people to where it's like, okay, we needed this at this time. This is our religion. And maybe the instinct is that there's a god, quote, unquote, there's a greater, you know, head well, alien or something. But well, the thing is, like, I think it's so unique. Paul, the thing is, it's unique to Christianity and Islam. Is that it tends to it really tends to sprout and you know grow in places you never expect. You know, the I forgot they call it the three Abrahamic religions: mm. Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. But things, especially Christianity and Islam, they really tend to sprout in places you would never expect them. Like like China right now, you have growing mm. Muslim and Christian populations, even though the the government suppresses it and mm. you know persecutes Christians. I mean, you have it all around the world. Like it wouldn't make sense for these people to you know, sacrifice everything and pursue these two specific religions if they didn't feel a sort of different conviction apart from the mm. culture because you know christianity is very countercultural. you know obviously you know across the world but you still see it growing and sprouting up you see people leaving behind you can say that for scientology <laughs> i mean scientology that's you don't see scientology growing by the millions and millions across the I mean, world all right you see a few they're yeah, bigger like, you know they're not as big as christianity but they're definitely gro- growing in places in things you wouldn't expect that's that's not, like not, not really there's an argument i want to address that's been brought up to me is like you know like the apostles wouldn't lie the apostles wouldn't die for something that they knew was fake and I think that's bullshit. I think there are plenty of humans who are, have died for secrets that they wanted to keep, have died for things that they knew was wrong and still believed in it. And the reason, one of the reasons I believe in that is hearing about Scientology and the abuses that go on. And I very much so hope that the scientists all, don't call, come after me. But like, <laughs> well, you don't, you don't see Scientologists going out there and preaching their faith and dying for it. No, but they don't see. You see the Scientologists in their own church, especially once they get to the higher levels, when they start to get like the really weird kind of shit of like Xenu, and we're all you know alien spirits trapped in people, and your whole body is covered with alien spirits. Blah blah blah, dropped in volcanoes, kind of cr- atomic bomb bullshit. Um. Once they get to those levels, once there's the high levels, there have been like recorded abuses of like, oh yeah, the top 10 people of Scientology were brought into this building and like the head honcho just started beating the shit out of them and 
was torturing them for days on end and doing all this kind of crazy shit. You know, you would have people where it's like, oh, you've been bad in the church. We're going to take you to this level where it's like they don't feed you and they make you do slave labor for days on end. And your child, your like baby isn't being taken care of at all. It's it's almost like the promotion of occult behavior. And like there's, there's, you know, a sense of like almost you know reward because you're 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 proving your standing within mm. the scientology or you know there's, there's that one cult in like south america where all those people kill themselves or whatever and yeah yeah like heaven's that. gate or no not heaven's gate jonestown but i, I still think i mean heaven's gate they all kill yeah, themselves but i still too. think christianity is unique in the sense that like these you know these apostles weren't trying to increase their standing in a cult or anything or get any sort of reward or whatever they were just spreading the news i mean of, because god because their cult leader told them that they would you know that's the way of god like it seems like there's a cult instinct that's like i think people want to separate away like oh christianity's not a cult okay but that okay, cult okay, okay, instinct okay. can okay. still be fulfilled in christianity okay. christianity these apostles going out there just saying to love people and to follow the teachings of jesus christ this is what they're saying versus the type of cult stuff you're saying is that they're doing all these bizarre things they're not preaching any sort of like love type behavior like, i mean i think a lot of them preach love but like what i'm hearing is like just because they're not preaching something totally nuts they're not a cult like if if the cult says correct things then they're not a cult i guess so if you're if you're speaking if, if we're you know christians we believe they're speaking the truth so as, as, i'm sure the cults believe they're speaking the truth but what is the what is the cult what are, what are they preaching what are they preaching Nothing. They're, they're just doing crazy stuff. Does it matter? I mean, or, you guys, were the apostles doing crazy stuff? No, they were just. You put water on babies, and you have to drink wine and eat bread every Sunday because it's your that, God. That's not what the apostles taught, though. But I'm, like, they de- didn't they teach baptism? I'm pretty sure like uh, that was like a big thing after they, they taught baptism by the by the Spirit, and all, all, you know, obviously John the Baptist ba- um, baptized people with the water. The whole point of Jesus dying is like you get baptized with the spirit. You know there's water and spirit, but like it wasn't some like I mean I'm not saying there's not tradition behind it, but I'm saying like, you know, you're saying like, oh, they're doing crazy stuff. We're not doing anything crazy. It's like eh. I mean the apostles, you know, okay, maybe they're less crazy than the current church. That's fair enough. But I'm saying like the argument that like they're not a cult because they're not doing weird shit is like eh. I don't know if that's a very strong what? argument. What's well, like? What do you call Judaism and Islam a cult? I, th- I think people make a distinction between you know the mm-hmm. Abrahamic religions, monotheistic religions. I mean, they're cult. It, I mean, they they do weird shit. You know, like sorry guys, but like <laughs> you know, like the whole. Have you heard of um? Oh, there's a great comedy special. Arsh Fear, shout out Jew. They, they have like rules. You know, they have very specific well, yeah, rules yeah. about like okay, when you can't eat pork. Why the fuck not? Oh, it's a dirty animal? Like, I get, like, okay, maybe traditionally, like, it ate shit and stuff, and you're more likely to have disease, blah, 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 blah. But now that, like, we have clean pork, losing, like, and and that's not necessarily true that, like, that's why they have their rule about pork. But, like, if that is true, then you've lost the reason for the tradition, and now you just believe in the tradition even though we have clean pork. And it's, like, it's just, they, they have rules about Okay, um, I remember his, like there's a joke he makes of it's a rule of like the sixty fourths of one or maybe it's one sixtieth of where um, they have a book about like all these questions you know Q and A for the religion and one of them is like all right what if some goy which is a non Jew comes and throws a piece of pork in your soup ruining the whole soup right because you can't have any pork and they're like all right if it is less than one sixtieth 
of the total amount of soup. I don't know if they measure by volume. I assume so. If it's less than 160th the volume of soup, then the soup is okay. And it's like, that's fucking nuts. Like, is it not no soup? Like, you draw a line? I thought it's just the whole soup's well, gone. Not, not like, why about, is it so... about rules and stuff like that. I think one of the great things about Christianity is that Jesus came along and said, you don't have to follow all these rules so legalistically anymore because... I have, you know, promised you salvation. You know, he came, he came and healed on the Sabbath. You know, it seems like a completely practical thing. Like, you know, you have the power, you have the power of a God and there's people sick in front of you and you're going to heal them. But there's a rule, Jewish rule that you can't heal on the Sabbath day. Why not? And Jesus said exactly that. I'm God, you know, doesn't, you know. So you're saying the Jew rules are culty, but Jesus got rid of those weird cult rules? I think they were, at times they were practical, but Jesus came to fulfill that for the rest of eternity until he comes back you know but that's not addressing the argument of like like okay are these maybe maybe they are culty maybe they are culty but okay so the jewish rules are culty but then christianity isn't culty but christianity is a religion based on judaism it's like well we're based on a cult but we're different because god came down and like solved all the shit for us you know like it's like uh, like well, where, how then, is that? then you get into the theology behind that, and it's you know it gets, it gets deeper than that. You know why do we follow these rules? Because we're extremely sinful and fallen creatures, and there's these things God laid out for us to do, and then that's why we follow these rules. But then Jesus came along and said, you know, these won't be practical in the future because I'm here and times are changing, and he. But how is that not culty? Like. That doesn't sound like, oh, like, you don't need to live anymore. The, the comet's coming. You can totally kill yourself and then escape these stupid human bodies and ascend. It's like, oh, you can escape these stupid, like, human rules that you used to have. But don't worry, it, I clean the slate. Y'all the, the, are good. The only, it'll, always, to, it'll always look culty unless if you look at it in a lens of truth. Like, you know, ultimately, if you, don't, if you don't look at the teachings of Jesus and Christianity in the lens of it being truthful, then you can't see it outside of it being a cult. And that's that's a difficulty. Yeah, I mean, but that's I guess connecting to like you know once your eyes are open to God, it's like once your cult cell is you know once your cult bone is activated in full swing, then you can't like undo it. And like you you call it cult bone, other people call it conviction. I mean, you know, like I'm definitely coming at it at a like definitely in a harsh way. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, But like to me, kind of prying the two apart, it's very interesting. In that, like, there is maybe a like a human predisposition to doing weird shit, and that's and that's going back to like separating the idea of God from particular religions. Is it's like okay, maybe we got it right with the idea of God, but we just human it up and we have to make a cult because we love doing that so much. And you know, some cults are a little bit nutty; they all kill themselves. You're like. You know, what's your game plan, guys? You know, you're all going to kill yourself. That's not very good. So other cults are like, nah, nah, nah. It's cool. You just got to wear hats and cut your hair weird. And then other cults were like, that's a pretty good cult, but no more weird haircuts. Everybody, let's go. Party, party, party. You just have to tell this weird pedophile all your sins. And it's like, eh, that's a pretty good cult. And then Martin Luther's kind of like, this cult's stealing all your money. New cult. This cult's pretty chill. And it's like, at the root of it, maybe the concept of God is correct, but to me, it's like we just have to just rub our human all over it and just kind of fuck it all. You know, it's like we have to make it all humany. Which I mean, maybe the idea of God is human. Maybe aliens are going to come and be like, "God, oh, you guys are thinking so three dimensionally. Like, oh, there has to be a bit beginning." Whereas, like, if you're above time, it's like, 
there doesn't have to be a beginning. Like it's all beginning and it's all end at the same time. It's like, you know, you can't even understand the level of like, oh, you know, because it's a very linear way of thinking, right? God was there before. Like when, you know, who is the first thing? It's like, no, no, no. He always has, he is outside of the linear way of time. You're like, Ooh, that's pretty, that explains, you know, like who is the first thing that makes sense. Like, you know, I can, I can do that kind of math, excuse me. And, you know, we're kind of neglecting the idea of maybe it's like, you know, you speak to some like fifth dimensional aliens and they're like, bro, 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 bro. Like, you know, alpha omega, we don't even fucking do, you know, like it's a circle donut squared. Like you don't even understand what the fuck's going on. Stick with your cult, just fucking, you know, and, you know, going into the spiritual, because I've talked to people who are like spiritual and like, um, they'd been intelligent people, but it's very easy to make fun of them. Um, (laughs) sorry. Uh, anyways, but it's like kind of the idea of like the intention, the mental, like, cause that might be our one, um, the thing that separates us from the animal seems to be our, not just like our cognitive capabilities right because computers can compute a lot faster than us but it's like how can you prove a computer has a soul it's like the idea of a soul maybe that's what connects us to like the idea of a god right and so just the idea of prayer or the idea of kind of like you know vibe in your mind into like be like good thoughts you know and that's that's the one thing that we can do in another level besides just like you know dipping the water and doing the sign and all that stuff like maybe that's the one action we can do and so that's something that's that's a parallel amongst all religion is kind of like the good thoughts whereas you know if a extra dimensional alien comes around he's like yeah 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 you guys have all your weird bullshit but like are you guys you know praying for like of a better you know don't want to get too christian on it but like are you guys praying and they're like yeah it's like okay you got that one right but all this other stupid shit like it's weird you know don't try and make me do that kind of thing you know the aliens are like ah don't you know don't do that that's weird that's gross you know you're giving kids wine stop that that's kind of you know that's weird guys you know why are you killing all these chickens um that's what i'm thinking like it's very eric do you believe in god i don't know i definitely don't believe in christianity i don't believe in christianity i don't believe in judaism i don't believe in any of that stuff the idea of god that's what I'm on the fence about. I'm a little bit like, because mm, I feel like if I pull the trigger, it was like, oh, oh, I knew we'd get you. We got you back. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, I'm not doing your weird fucking cracker shit. I'm not going there on Sundays. I got to sleep, bitch. Like, leave me alone. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot of like Christian schoolboy. And yeah, thanks a lot. Okay, good for <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does fucking Charles Manson, I'm sure. Um <laughs> Definitely Jesus, nicer cult leader than Charles Manson. He killed himself. Anyway, anyway, not going to go into that. Sure, lots of Christians and the Manson family are now mad at me. Um, the four, the half a person who listens to me percentage-wise. Anyways, um, but it's a very curious thought, I think. And I have yet to encounter somebody who can like be like, no, 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 no. I can, and you know, maybe the math is above me. I can't understand the math of like, Actually, you do need to eat those crackers, bro. <laughs> those crackers are his body. You're like, oh, shit. I mean, fact. The, to me, like the Catholic thing, because um, I thought this would be a little bit more of a roast of the Catholics. Um, I remember, like, 
I want to say it was one of the religion teachers at the school we went to, as well as like one of the ones I went to in elementary school, which was a Lutheran school. But they were like, yeah, the, the bread and the wine don't turn into Christ's body until they ring the bells. And I'm like, y'all are fucking with me, right? Like, oh, you got to ring bells? Like, we can test this scientifically. We could cut somebody open, put a little window in their stomach, kind of take out the shit post bells and be like, oh, that's human flesh. And be like, uh, Catholicism debunked. There's a bunch of horse shit. Like, uh, right in- I've been going off. Sorry, like I don't. No, wanna... you're good. You're good. That's why, like, like I, sh- I struggle looking at the modern churches because, like, I try to think about like if I'm basing my faith off of anything, I want my faith faith based off of like Jesus when he first came and like those churches for like the first 300 years. If I'm comparing what I see now compared to back then, like if if I'm walking into it's so disconnected. If I'm, if I'm walking into Catholic church, I see like a million dollar sculpture statue. I see mm. like I see like all these bells and these fancy robes and all that. And then I go back 1700 years, I just see a group of people sitting in a circle at a dude's house having dinner. And then like at the end of dinner, you know, splitting a piece of bread between each other and mm. a glass of wine. Like you know, God died for our sins. You know, we do this in remembrance of Him. You know, it was good seeing you guys. You know, have a blessed week. Mm. You know, Timothy, pr- please bring back, you know, $100 next week so we could fund, you know, Mary's, you know, you know, lobotomy or something. Yeah. Like, that bitch is crazy. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's what I not only think, but I think what, you know, the Bible shows us. Mm. Like, the early church was a very connected community. More about like, the vibes, if you, because a lot of people thought they were like a weird cult. Like, they were like, you know, the Christian, we, we, oh, those crazy Christians? Yeah, we kicked them out. We sent them off into the mountains of Jordan because they're fucking weird. Like, it was a weird sect. Like, people were like, oh, yeah, we got to kill those crazy fuckers. Like, no, Zeus it's, it's, is not happy with this bullshit. It's, like, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like, in the beginning of Acts, like, it talks about how, like, a dude was, um, said he would sell his farm or whatever, and then, like, to, to bring money in for the church. And, like, uh, when he came into the church, he, like, withheld some of his money and apparently one of the apostles like you know divine inspiration knew that he was withholding money he's like you know why are you giving all your money to the church like you know what, what's keeping you from holding that i think there's like a beauty to that that you know these early church members were sacrificing a lot to help the people around them there, mm. there, there was there was a, an idea of a community mm. of loving each other supporting each other and like it, it was very i feel like very different from like what it, i see today in all sorts of denominations mm. It is, like I'm sorry, like I don't think I don't think Jesus, you know, this is like controversial, but I don't think Jesus would walk into a church and expect like yeah. you know five million dollar artworks, oh. ten you ten million dollars when Bro. when people are sitting outside begging and starving on you benches. Gotta go to Israel. I mean, it, it is so like idolatry kind of <laughs> shit. Like I re- I remember I went there. I don't. I've probably told this story before on the podcast. Um, you know, but anyways, like. So you go to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, right? There's the place where homie died, touched the rock, chill. Um, and of course, there's a whole bunch of bullshit around it, whole bunch of gold. I have my own theory about that too. Um, but you come downstairs like when you first enter, and they have this stone, like a rectangular stone. Um, and it's not the original stone, because the original stone people would chip bits off of for souvenirs, and they're like, gotta put something over that, because people are assholes. Um, but that was the stone where they took Jesus down from the cross, and that's where they laid him to be like, you good, Jesus? And he's like, nah, man. So that stone, you would see people weeping and kissing the stone and rubbing the stone. And I remember this, it, it, it's sealed into my memory. This lady, she comes up right with like a tote bag and she pulls out this plastic package. She was Eastern Orthodox. You could tell by the headdress. And I think they were a bunch of little like um, plastic things with icons on them. I think they have a lot of more icons. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but like pictures of holy people, something like that. Um, 
And she took out, it's like a 20 pack, right? Because they sell a bunch of religious bullshit all around these places. Like, you want religious knickknacks, go to Israel, they're crazy. Um, anyway, so she pulls out this 20 pack of Jesus pictures and she's rubbing it on the rock, like trying to get the holy off the rock onto these things because it's like, oh, I'm going to give all my family back home these holy-fied like pieces of cheap plastic. And I was just like, this is like bullshit. Like this is not. It's such a bizarre mm. form of like idolatry, and like it's, it's just something like if if you're a Christian, if you're going, if you're going to base your whole life around this dude named Jesus, mm. then like at least base your faith off of like what he taught, or like mm. what you can see firsthand in books written from people who were apparently, you know, had testimony of being with them. Like all this idolatry is crazy. Like okay, you know, blasphemy or something. But you know, like oh. like this, like like people like you know, blessing rosaries and stuff, and having to pray like fifty specific times. You know, mm. or like people having venerations of saints and stuff, like little mini st- statues and stuff like that. And you know, all this like, bro, you think the people the first hundred years had little little statues of of their mm. of their first apostle Peter? You think you think you think the first hundred years they had little little statues of Peter everywhere and they're sitting down praying to them? No. I mean, because I I want to go into roasting the traditions. I do. Um, no, I forgot my shit about Israel because um, I was going to bullshit more. But oh, 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 okay. So let me get this one out of the way, and then we'll go back. You keep the 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 tradition shit locked and loaded. Okay. So like I said, there's like a bunch of like bullshit around these churches, right? There's a bunch of pieces of gold, like these giant mosaics made with little gold squares, and. Um, I remember in Egypt, like it's a big thing, like grave robbers would come and it's like these giant monuments that were super holy sites, you know, the, the, the tombs of Kings, you know, you would never be dare step foot in those and be a dickhead. And these people, grave robbers came and they would just steal all the jewels and shit like that. And I thought to myself, like, I wonder how many years down the road it's going to take before all this gold is stolen by thieves and just fucking ripped out of it. And this is going to be like oh, that's the old church. We don't even know what it's used for anymore. You know, like Scientology take, yeah, you're not a Scientologist. What are you fucking crazy, bro? You know, it's like, how long is that going to take? Um, but anyways, back to the traditions. So the roast of the traditions. Um, I'm curious if maybe they kind of like deduced it scientifically, if you will, of like, okay, we found that most people after praying 15 rosaries, you can kind of get away with bullshitting that. But once you pray it 20 times, that's when it's like, yeah, 99% of people are at least going to feel kind of bad after doing that. So like, that's our number kind of thing. Like maybe they scientific, they were scientific about the religion, at least, you know, to some extent, I'm sure they didn't, you know, P value of sub 0.001. They determined people are more religious after, you know, holding these beads and praying to Mary. But like, like, like we're, 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 you know, if we're trying to be based off scripture, but of course, Catholic Church is not. They're half, they're one third, whatever the, the big Pope man says. Sorry. One third of what. so crazy that he's the word of God. What, what, but. Yeah. What, he can activate it, though. It's not always, you know, it's just sometimes he could be like, all right, God voice right now, bro. Like, write this shit down. Like, what, what if, like, oh, sorry, blasphemy. <laughs> what, what if the next Pope is like, yeah, like you know, God could be real, but most of the story, most of the Bible is just stories, and it's more of more moral principles. It's like, it's like yeah. that. Yeah. So, like what? That like, would be the ultimate. That, that I, I thought about that, like as like a you know, like a KK, they're KKK infiltrators, like. Oh, if there was an atheist who just infiltrated the Catholic Church so hard that he became the Pope, and he's like, 
It's bullshit. What, like, what, 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 what if like the CIA or FBI like pla- planted a dude in, planted a dude in Brazil no. to be in like in all these years? You know, kept you know influencing the Catholic Church, and he became he became the Pope. And, that I'm praying for. But, but that you, I'm praying for. No, no, <laughs> but the Catholic Church say, "Oh, that never happened." Because you know, it's God's divine will. Blah yeah. blah blah. Or God's divine will of you know 400 500 years of close I mean, butchering people, having orgies. And stuff. That's God's divine it's, will. It's the fucking Trump card. Have faith, Nathan. Have faith, and then it's like. Fine. I think I think I think God's will prevails in the end, and that's why I still see a strong tradition faith throughout the world and mm. a lot of good still being done. I do think God's will prevails in that sense. I mean, but like, how can you say that when like even you know you kind of said it yourself of like modern Christianity isn't what OG Christianity was. So like, where do you you know because the idea of Christ? I I wonder if that could be kind of like um, what's the word um augmented but like in a bad way you know you could like, argue you could argue it's been augmented in a bad way but at the end of the day there's still people being reached mm. and I, I think i think that's you know one of the one of the points of jesus teaching is that the gates you know it's it's, it's you know people don't like hearing this but the gates to heaven are long and narrow i think yeah but it's narrow you know mm. the, the the list of people getting there is short and mm. i think uh a lot of people are being led astray and a lot of people you know it's not it's not everybody will be reached but mm. i think people are being reached in a good way and that jesus teachings are being shared throughout the world in a good way well, even though there's a lot of you know i mean there's a ton of racist people or christians that have no idea what you know what it's yeah. really all about they use it you know it's, are they it, are they in heaven are they in purgatory do you believe in purgatory I, <laughs> no. i'm an expert i've read half a book so you better not <laughs> trifle with me no, i mean i'm not i'm not a judge and arbiter of that god is but you know, I would. You can give it your best shot. <laughs> I'd obviously yeah. try to you know, guide them in another direction, but you know, God's the ultimate arbiter. I mean, so do you think racist Christians are saved? I mean, who am I? It's it's like the question like, yo, can, oh, can Hitler go to heaven? The it's second like- Trump card, the second Trump card of the Christian church. I mean, you guys are good. I'll give you. Like, <laughs> you guys are good. I mean, do I think? Did Jeffrey Dahmer go to go to heaven? Uh, I can't say definitively, but you know. Well, do you he, believe in purgatory? Because that's that's one of the things of like no. people who waited until their last moments of life to believe in God, they're allowed into purgatory, and so they're guaranteed to be saved. But they have no. to wait. No, so I, I do think some people are condemned to hell. Like if if you never confess your faith in Jesus and you're known not to be Christian, then I do think you're condemned to hell. And I think you can say that as a Christian. So I mean, you, there's definitely people guaranteed for hell, but those people who like in their last moments were like. I believe in Jesus Christ. Blah bullet through I, the I, head. I think I think you have to have a uh, sincere conviction. I mean, yeah, you, okay, sincere conviction. You, you, fine. You know, this is, this is you know, this example. You know, we have textual example in the Christian faith. You know, one of the one of the people crucified Jesus. There's two two people crucified with him. Mm. One of them said, you know, truly. One of them tested him. Said, if you're really the Messiah, save us. The other one says, you truly are. You know, the Son of God or whatever. Blah blah. blah. You know, you know, you know. Please take me with you. And Jesus said, surely you'll see me in paradise. And he probably died like. 20 minutes after that or something mm. and so like a dude who's a c- criminal like if you're getting crucified like this you did something really bad like you're not just a robber or something like, you, you did, you did. I, I don't know about that i mean they definitely crucified a fuck ton of people yeah they did but you know the, it, at golgotha or whatever they crucified him like that is specific for like you know criminals mm. and you know for jesus to say surely you'll see me in paradise mm. this dude who obviously is convicted of something a crime you know people are completely fine with him being killed bad dude bad dude right next to him 
and he confess confessed his faith and Jesus said you know according you know from what Jesus said it seems like a true conviction he's going to heaven with them so you know we we we're not we're not God if there is a God we're not God we, who are we to judge the heart of a person but obviously there are cases where people have true conviction then you know. It could, it could be like, you know, who knows? Like a, a soldier, you know, you know, Nazi Germany killed a bunch of people, whatever. You know, he gets shot mm. and he's on a battlefield dying and he has like an hour to contemplate life. And, you know, a, a, a soldier runs up to him and starts, I'm sure this has probably happened millions of times, to- thousands of times, you know, someone starts sharing the gospel with them and then their heart gets convicted or something. You know, I think there's the case that they can, they'll, they'll still mm. go to heaven, but. There has to be a true, a true conviction. But then again, that's good. Yeah, because you, I'm gonna be like, yeah, what if the guys are just like, fuck it, yeah, fine, like, <laughs> just in case, just in case. <laughs> but there's also in scripture, I think, I think in Matthew and Luke, where you know J- Jesus says that many of you will, you know, come to me and say and say you called, you know, you'll say, Jesus, Jesus, you know, I called upon your name, whatever, um, save me, save me. But I do, I do not know you, and you, you will not join me in paradise. So there's people who claim to be Christians, mm. to be followers of Jesus. And Jesus will have no part with them. They will not be in heaven. So there, there are Christians. There are 100%. There's Christians out there who will not be, will not yeah. be saved. According to, according to our faith. The, to third, our faith. the third trick of the Christian church is the, the, like, if you don't believe, you're fucked. No second chances. <laughs> you are fucked. And we know. There's also pretense for, um, you know, people who don't know Jesus or anything like that, mm. who never heard of him, still being saved mm. you know there's a bunch of theology behind that i think that is true you- well i i had heard that uh well i, I heard it in like uh, dante's writing so it's not necessarily canon mm-hmm. um but it was that like those people and they included it because i think it previously in the church um this was kind of the the rule but maybe they changed it to soften it up was that infants who were not who died you know like in childbirth or something like that um were considered people who were never really introduced and can't actually be saved so they're in uh i think it's limbo it's the highest level of hell but they're not allowed into purgatory they're not saved and it's the same thing i think for people who were never introduced to the church where it's like you you know you're in the you get the lightest punishment you're in limbo but you are in, still in hell. You're not allowed yeah. to actually in. So I, I wouldn't say I believe in all that purgatory stuff based off the Christian faith. Mm. But I do think. I mean, yeah, Dante's, you know, who is he? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, Jesus says that the, the law of God, uh, the heart of God or the law of God is written in the hearts of every man. Mm. And so I think, you know, all of us know morally what is right or wrong and you know the principles of god mm. and you know obviously some of us need more educating than others but i think every person out there knows what's obligated of them in a sense a moral sense that's mm. given to them by god and so those people who never come to know jesus but live moral you know p <laughs> this might be blasphemous for some people but if you live a moral life according to god's commandments mm. and but you never know jesus you know i think there's a chance for you to be saved mm. which you know some people will be like blasphemy but I mean, they're more culty than you. I don't know, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm the cult man. Well, because like I'm trying to hedge my own bets, so I'm like, well, I mean, like I try and act like a good guy, but I'm not necessarily buying the Jesus stuff. But it's like, hey, man, God made me this way, so it's his fault that I'm not buying the Jesus stuff. So it's like, did he harden my heart? 
am I still okay? Is this a bunch of bullshit that I don't have to worry about? Maybe like, he's hardening your heart to glorify him in the future. Yeah, see, <laughs> see, it's all the gotcha bullshit that I'm really <laughs> I'm not happy with. Like, it's very much so like a... Mm, it's like, okay, fuck off. I don't, li- I don't like that. That's a bullshit-ass argument. Don't, do it. don't pull that shit on me, bro. Like, oh, uh, you might... You're, be- you're gonna be sorry when you're burning in hell. It's like, that is like, you know, because like I have a lot of Christian family members and they're always like... Like, man, it's really going to suck when you're in hell. And I'm just like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. Like, leave me alone. You know, it's not so much like, huh, huh. like, I'm scared now. It's just like, fuck off. Like, please. I also feel like it's a hard, like a hard way of approaching someone's not Christian, you know, tell you're going to burn in hell. They're obviously, you know. They're not mean about it. They're just I, annoying. I, 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 you know, I, I, it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's not like I'm like, oh, fuck off. Like, you're an asshole. It's just like, like, come on, bro. Like, I'm trying to watch this, you know, national treasure with you right now. I don't need to hit, you know, it's like. But a beautiful way is showing that they care about you. And No, I know. No, I have great family. Uh, you know, I know they care about me. I, you know, I understand where the heart is at. That's not a question. They're just annoying. <laughs> you know, like, I love my family, but, the, you know, just like all humans who have fallen, blah, blah, blah. Hey, no one they can call be me annoying. annoying. Yeah, you're annoying too sometimes. <laughs> um, classic Christian move, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's definitely, you know, a complicated problem. Yeah, there are plenty of people who are far more educated and have thought about it far more, far more longer. Far more, more time. Far than more us. longer. Far more big, big time. Brain. Of course, than we have. Um, but, you know, that's my current guesstimation of the thing. Um but I don't know. Again, like, but with like religious technology, because I um, talking about like the Romans and stuff. Thinking about like the Roman and Greek gods, and like um, even the the uh, Hindus who they have like thousands of gods, but they have three three OGs, right? Which like here's three again, you know, here's the Trinity again, if you will. Um, but maybe you guys are wrong and the Hindus have it right. Um, but like the curi or again like with the 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 greeks where they have you know zeus uh poseidon and hades well i'm fucking his name's not is his name hades for the greeks i don't remember Hades for the greeks and for the romans i think it's vulcan no 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 that's um festus Oh, you're right. Pluto, you're right. I want to say for the for the Romans. Oh, you're right. Pluto. It's like Neptune, um, Jupiter, Pluto. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ne- yeah, and Zeus is Jupiter. Yeah, Poseidon. Neptune. Um, but anyways, um, so it's curious. It, it's interesting how it's like they go back to like you have you have your um you know your phone for calling. You have your your uh, MP3 player for music. You have your camera for photos and you have your your Zeus for uh, your internet. And now we put it all together with the I God. Boom, Jesus does it all together. Does it all in one. You know, Yahweh does it all in one. Sorry, Jews. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it's very interesting like the way it is a technology of like Oh yeah, you can pray to this one for this particular thing. It's like, man, you don't need to know all this bullshit. It's easy. You pray to the OG, done. You know, pray to Zeus. You don't need to bother. You know, oh yeah, you want to do, you want to make a good car. You know, fuck Hephaestus, bro. Pray to Zeus. You know, you want to get laid? Don't pray to Aphrodite. Pray to Zeus. It's easy, bro. Like it's very like you know, it, it's so interesting the way it, it's similar, but people don't like to think of it as like. 
no, it's not technology. Like, no, it's it's God, bro. Don't don't blaspheme. Don't say some crazy shit like that. It's like, well, you know, this is very similar. It's very like, oh, all these gods too complicated, you know. Or at first, it was like we had one for one, right? We have this for cutting. We have this for chopping. We have this for slicing. No, 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 knife. It does it all. <laughs> like. I know you're getting it. I know you're getting it. It's it's weird, and, and and it's almost like a regression in the Catholic Church where they have patron saints, <laughs> you know. Because I'm sure you heard. I don't even remember his name, but the patron saint of lost causes, of course, um, that one of our teachers. I don't know if you had him, but he would always say it before any test, "Pray to this guy, patron saint of lost causes," and then he's like, "Here's your test. Go ahead." And you're like, "Thanks, buddy." You know, it's like it's, it just seems it seems it seems bizarre. It seems bizarre. <laughs> It's bizarre, but it's not necessarily like it's still human. Like people yeah. did it before. You know, you play to pray to the plant god if you want more plants. So why not pray to the test god if you need better <laughs> tests? Like it's, it's like you know, or pray you, to the one god. Hey, you, it, that's easier. But it's better if you know the differences, right? You know, you, you want your letter to go to the right guy. You know, <laughs> you don't just send your letter to the government. No, you send it to the IRS. Tell them stop fucking taking my money. You know. Um. I don't know. Have I converted you to, to Hinduism yet? Unfortunately, no. I got Fortunately, you, no. Fortunately, I, no. I got another, I got another Sorry, hot button question in my back pocket. I don't know if All you're right. ready to get into it. Go, uh, go so, it. like, knowing now that uh, that you know that uh, Christianity is a cult, so why why don't you drink? <laughs> like, do you drink? Do you drink uh, wine for um, communion? Actually, I don't know if I have. Oh, I am because, like, because, um, actually, oh wait, I got really quiet. Oh, you got... Oh, the mics are messed up. Okay, you're not supposed <laughs> to be that mic. Um, anyways. Well, um, I was going to say... Um, whoa, it sounds weird. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, God. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, for fucking hello, up the hello, audio. Hello, hello, There we go, there we go. So you didn't get... Mother... Yeah, I, I did. You know what? Whatever. I'm I'm just going to be loud. Sorry, just guys. Leave, just leave it. Just, just leave turn it. your volume down. Um, <laughs> I was going to say... Um, actually, I don't know. It was like... I've been in different churches now and had like first, like had not first communion, had a communion and like, I don't know if it was grape or wine or whatever. So in that sense, like you know, I'll probably have, but like actually drinking outside of that ever. No, I've never have. Is that a religious thing or just like almost, is it tradition? Oh, oh boy. Oh, somebody's I, in a cult. <laughs> I, you know, I've actually had to kind of like reformulate my answers recently because a lot of people have asked me that because I am. I mean, uh, it's, <laughs> it's like, I'm not trying to be like, Oh, you're like, there's definitely reasons not to drink. I'm just curious, like, why don't, like, to me, it's like, try it and then deny it sort of thing. The way, the one of the ways I see it, okay, I probably like three different approaches to it. But like, one way I see it is that, okay, one, I have a lot of, Mm. I always feel like, I've had a lot of variables in my life, especially like, for one, I've had like family members passed away Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I've dealt still with like depression and all that, you know, from a pretty young age. And there's just points in my life where I didn't feel like adding on additional variables. That's what I, I tend to look at mm-hmm. life in a very logical way. And I see alcohol as just another variable mm-hmm. I have to deal with and add in my life. And so I never felt the, the compulsion to go out of my way and try it. So that's one thing that I felt for me. And the other thing too is, you know, in my own personal life, I tend to have an addictive personality. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of ways that's shown up in my life and it's uh, it's a struggle, you know, uh, in terms of a lot of different things. And it takes a lot of discipline to mm. overcome that that uh, those addictions. And I feel like 
having alcohol in the equation is just another thing. Oh, you're playing with is definitely playing with fire. I will will not disagree with that. So yeah, so it's like I feel like it's another like you know on top of my first point, you know variables. It's another thing that I'd be concerned about, you know, addiction wise, and that's just something I not want, don't even want to think about and consider. And the third thing is personal life events. I've seen just like from a young age, just kind of like traumatizing things sometimes when you know alcohol is mixed in the equation whether that's uh you know family friends family members or whatever even even the later my adult life mm. i've seen how horribly alcohol has manifested itself in people's behavior or what they say or what they do mm. or how it affects relationships between people it's just i just feel like i have no i have no overwhelming desire or need for mm. that like why 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 even introduce that into my life and so i'm just not i i mean would so like let's say you're at a point now um hypothetically where you you know your career's all right you're you, you know you've kind of got your system set up right you have a good system <laughs> um <laughs> like routine you know what you do you know what you like you know what you don't you know you've kind of figured out a lot of the variables of it at that point would you try alcohol as like you know because now it's it it is a very you know being that we are in our 20s it is a very tumultuous time it is a very uneasy sea but once the sea kind of calms do you ever see yourself being like all right like i've got this under control you know i kind of like have things managed to where like i can handle whatever this is but out of curiosity, like, what is, you know, why why are all these people ruining their lives with this stupid shit? You know, it's it's funny. I kind of thought about this recently. But I feel like the only way that I would, you know, actually try it, it's so stupid. But, like, if down the road, like, my life is established, I've already overcome obstacles and, you know, have a career and everything. Maybe, you know, I have... Supreme you know, leader of America. <laughs> no, I, have, I have a spouse and stuff like that. Mm. You know, maybe one day if I'm out, you know, out about with my spouse and they're like, you know just have a beer with me or something you know maybe maybe mm. at that point in my life i would i would finally try it it have, have, <laughs> have to be like the perfect moment i have to be no you know no i have to have no worries mm. not, nothing like that and uh in a, in a safe environment and then you know maybe but i think outside of that i just whatever. i mean i definitely i understand that um i had a uh a rel i don't know if i should go into specific i had a relative I had a much older relative who was like an alcoholic. And so his son did not like touch alcohol. He was very much against it. Like he was a bad alcoholic. And, um, you know, it was a point where it was like, don't come into my house if you're going to be drunk. Like, I'm not going to deal with your shit. And it was like, you know, you don't say he shouldn't say that to that person kind of like, um, culturally, like it was his, his dad, um, and so being like, Dad, don't you dare come into my house. It was very much like a, oh, shit, you know, this is serious. And so, but like later down the line, I don't remember when, you know, I'd have to ask when he had his first drink was. Um, but he did have, you know, a drink. He would have a beer on occasion. But he was very much a person who like, and he had a back problem. So it was just like, just to ease his back sort of thing. Um, and I know, I know people who have like, it wasn't even like an alcohol problem. It was like their culture It's like, don't drink alcohol. And so they've never been drunk. They've never, you know, I have relatives who are like, yeah, I've never seen him drunk. And this is a separate part. They're like, I've never seen him drunk. It's like, man, I, you know, not like I wish, but it's like, I'm so curious. Like, what is he like? <laughs> kind of drunk. 
Um, and I don't like at least in my own personal experience. Um, I'm not sure that I necessarily have an addictive uh, personality, or at least I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I won't state one, state one way or the other on that. But like, alcohol is definitely something where it's like you have this avenue where um, it's very much like like Instagram, right? We were talking about this earlier before the podcast of where Instagram provides like just like I know I can get dopamine here right and so alcohol is sort of it is a drug right so it's very much i can get this feeling here i know you know this is a i can get money here i can do this and do this you know this this work this outcome very much so um and that that's not necessarily like the right uh pathway to take at that time but the fact that it's guaranteed can lead a lot of people to choose alcohol over choosing waiting it out and trying to figure out a different solution to the problem and so i definitely see you know obviously alcoholism has a bunch of different reasons for it but like the i you know as an idiot my guess of the root cause of it is it is a guaranteed sensation um depending on you know the dosage obviously people adjust for it and that's why people have so many problems with it um that's not necessarily why but whatever anyways like the 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 point is like it can be guaranteed uh it's not guaranteed pleasure right because it doesn't activate uh dopamine or anything like that is gaba it can it can i mean they're dopaminergic but like it is a gaba agonist right so like that kind of slows your brain down and it is a guaranteed numbing it is a guaranteed like like I don't have to think about this. I want to just turn the volume down. I want to enjoy the dumb things and stop being like I'm bored. It's like, oh, actually, you know, this ball is pretty cool, kind of thing. Like very stupid. Um, and so certain people just don't need that option. And I think it's very. Um, I mean, you know, maybe I'm giving you too much credit here of like having the foresight of like, ooh, no, don't choose this. And I'm sure there's a lot of there's people probably way smarter than you who <laughs> who yes. have been shown this option and it has ruined their lives. Um, but it's very interesting as to where it's like I'm not even gonna, you know, give myself the option. That's that's one of the things I am with like cocaine is like I don't even, <laughs> you know, um, and it. it this is a Joe Rogan copycat thing. I've this is kind of a running trope of the podcast of me saying I'm a Joe Rogan copycat, but like I don't even want to give myself the option to know what that's like in order to have that temptation, which is shout out Christianity for temptation. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I'm not even going to give myself Truth. you know that pathway of being like, oh shit, like I could do this and feel like this, like oh fuck yeah, cook is like no 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 no, like it's way easier to not know and say no thank you than it is to know and say thank you especially when like you know like i think cocaine gives you certain levels of dopamine that you can't even experience like sober probably true yeah so it's like i don't even want to experience you know that level of pleasure higher than anything that can be achieved because you never have it again because you'll never have it without cocaine and you'll want it back and you'll yeah and you'll crave it and it's very much you know yeah it's like um i don't want to open that pandora's box because it's not worth it um now one beer yeah (laughs) to be a devil's advocate uh maybe in your future i could see that but like you know if i was like nathan oh you're gonna try alcohol 
shots bro we're gonna get you fucked up (laughs) that in and of itself could be something where it's like oh no like you know you might have waited and not had this problem before but now that you've really been shown now that you've really opened the box you can take a little peek one beer take a little peek huh that's an interesting sensation but once you're five shots deep within like an hour two hours that's a different animal um and so it, it is a very interesting experience of like whoa you know you didn't um and a lot of kids i think uh experienced it knowing at least myself having you know tried alcohol at a we'll say sub-legal age um and knowing a lot of people in our school who tried marijuana at a you know illegally um (laughs) (laughs) they they opened pandora's boxes without even knowing that they were boxes and their only education was drugs are bad drugs are a sin drugs are this drugs are that by people who never did drugs um and who never really dealt with drugs in that way. Um, I think, I don't know. It's very easy to be like, I'm upset with somebody. Yeah, you know, who can I blame? I don't know. But, like, I just think it's something that needs to be known of. It's not necessarily like, oh, yeah, alcohol is evil. But it's like, you know, you got to know what you're dealing with. Like, you're not, you're playing with fire. It's, it's funny you say that because, like, I have, you know, family members and friends who like say like you know bro jesus drink wine it's not it's not evil it's not it's not a sin and it's like it's like every time i say like i know <laughs> i i know i just there's, there's a logical reason for why i don't it's like for some for some reason a lot of people don't you know understand that i have that i mean i have a friend who's like um he's a very he's been on the podcast before shout out you know religion episodes you know i'm joshua um to my loyal subscribers uh but uh <laughs> he you know you know he will have a drink or two but he's like you know it's it's sinful to drink until drunkenness yeah um and so and like i don't consider him a very you know i would say you're a much more like controlling person than him not like in a bad way but you're very like yeah control i do what is reasonable i do you know i don't let yeah, my you, emotions you for it. <laughs> yeah you're very conscientious is the is the correct <laughs> you know i can call you anal but the proper term is conscientious um you know for all of my what is it psychoanalytical people maybe being anal points to conscientiousness but uh, you know i'm not gonna butcher psychology right now um but being you're very conscientious, I'd say you're more conscientious than him. So it's curious to see that he will try it, but he doesn't let himself get to a point of drunkenness or anything like that. But he'll be like, oh, you know, like I've tasted, I, uh, you know, oh, I tasted a little bit. But he like has his faith kind of like, or his mind faith combination, whatever you want to call that, um, kind of helps him control that. Um, do I want you to try alcohol? It'd be funny. <laughs> but, you know, like, if that's going to fuck up your life, like, no, it wouldn't be worth it for the laughs. to be like, oh, Nathan, you know, you're drunk again. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that. Really sad you're working at Walmart now. <laughs> it's kind of funny, though. But, like, you know, not as funny, I guess. Um, but, yeah, that's interesting. Because I, I know a lot of people who... The main reason I see I've heard for people who don't drink alcohol, who don't do drugs, is mainly like alcohol because it's legal. Um, and I only have like I want to say two other examples, maybe a third. Um, is that like they've seen people who have like ruined their lives with it? Um, and normally it was around the high school age is where they saw that. But that's the most common story of is like I've known people who have fucked up and like they're just like I don't want to interact with that like they're not even like i don't want to try it like i don't want to tempt myself into it they're just like 
I'm not fucking with that animal. Like, I'm not, no, no thank you. I'm good. Um, and so, like, I haven't heard your level of logic. Maybe, I mean, I guess it's a similar pathway, but just, like, I guess more developed. No discredit to them, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyways. Um, also, number four, mm. alcohol kills the gains. <laughs> alcohol kills the gains. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, can't you look at it as calories in versus calories out at the end of the day? I mean, alcohol definitely interferes with, like, muscle protein development and stuff like that. And synthesis. Mm, that's curious. So, okay. Yeah, so there's definitely cons, <laughs> for sure, aside from mm. calories in and calories out. Fucking fine. Fucking lame. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have any rebuttal to that. <laughs> I guess you can, you know, eva- I, I'd be curious to see what the exact amounts are for, like, gain reduction. I, I know, um, I like, bodybuilders say, like, you know, you shouldn't be having, like, more than, like, two or three, like, on a weekend. If you, like, really, mm. you know, try to be body conscientious, I think it's worth it. Like, you shouldn't have, like, more than three or four on a weekend, like, one day, if you really care about. So, I've heard from my, um, from a, po- the Huberman podcast, I think you would really like this podcast. Um, it's he's a you know medical doctor at Stanford does neurology ophthalmology oh, very big brain site big studies brain. you know and he's the he's a podcast where he just goes off he's like I research this shit let me give you the rundown um, and he does great work um, so he had an alcohol podcast and I listened to it and I only remember bits but one of the main points of it was like one to do like more than two drinks it's like it doesn't matter if it's over the course of a week or one day if you have more than two drinks that will affect your home hormones interesting and th- that starts really like affecting you you know oh thing number five alcohol is like the number one carcinogen in the world right now probably aside from microplastics micro you know down the I road mean, like, like microplastics but whatever carcinogen <laughs> everything gives you cancer that's that you will hear that argument everything gives you cancer yeah everything does but like alcohol is like significantly higher correlation for a lot of stuff I mean, you think about alcohol is literally poison in your body you know? that's such a, that's one of the beautiful parts about it i guess that's the the romantic view is like it kills you but it makes you live even harder like that's the you know that's the that's the very much like yeah, um, the lover who you can't get rid of, but you know she's bad for you, kind of but, like. Like, think about the end of the day, like, okay, maybe alcohol takes off like five years of your life, but then me, I never drink alcohol. But who knows? Maybe like me not eating enough vegetables takes twenty years off my life. Like, it's all it's all negligible. At the I end mean, of the day. you could also argue like you know the experiences you have on alcohol <laughs> versus the experience because like I will say like um, stories due to substances like you know alcohol, like I've gotten more stories due to alcohol than I have otherwise. And you could say like, oh, you were dumber due to alcohol more and now you have more shit to talk about, which, you know, uh, story-wise is definitely, why do you have a story? Oh, I was an idiot and then I had to unfuck myself kind of situation. I just uh, think you're more open to making decisions and some of those decisions are unique to you that time of... You are definitely, like, because it can be benefit because... Uh, the romantic side of me is like, oh, you could boy. talk to that girl you would have never talked to and <laughs> talk look at this it. beautiful situation. Like, that has definitely happened to me where it's like, I would have never, I wouldn't have talked to this girl, but I was in this state and it was like, boom, game, bro. Just spitting game. And it was, because there's a sweet spot, right? There's a, there's a too drunk. There's a like, I can feel it, but I'm not where I, you know, this is not right. There's, you know, you can... You can uh, tune your dosage. There you go. But, you know, once you're in the slot, as Mr. Leahy would say, once you're in the slot, yeah, there's a guy on TV who would like, um, 
it's trailer park boys i don't know if you've seen that mm. he um he's a notorious his characters are drunk and he would carry around a breathalyzer <laughs> and so he would be like Ooh, you know, like, oh, I'm a little low on my blood alcohol. Time for a top up. And he would drink or he would look Yo. and he'd be like, well, I'm a little high. We got to hold off for a little. And so he's right in the clit, you know, right in the cut of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right in the clit. Um, but, uh, you know, there's certain occasions where you're in the clit, right? And so you make certain decisions where you wouldn't normally make them but if you're somebody who is extremely neurotic another of the big five traits uh if you're extremely like anxious oh i don't know if i should and then you're like you know what fuck it i'm gonna fucking say what i'm gonna fucking say to this fucking girl and she's like "Mm, that's so cute of you (laughs) and then boom now you're in it's like man thank you alcohol you really helped me out there like sometimes alcohol can be the push that you need not advocating for alcoholism Wait, what are they at called? all. The social, uh, hmm? the social easer or something. There's, there's a word for uh, it. social lubricant. Yeah, there yeah, you go. lubricant. There you go. It is. Yeah, no, it's lube. It is. It is a social. <laughs> I can say that firsthand. There are many experience. There are experiences where I was like too social, where people are like, "Why are you talking to this random guy at the gas station?" And I'm like. I was waiting on y'all. Like, what's up? And I'm talking to this random... Like, I remember this random guy. I went outside. Um, and and uh, I bought cigarettes at the time. Don't smoke, kids. It's bad for you. Um, I'll hear... I know Nathan's going to give me bullshit later. But anyways, I came outside. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to smoke alone, bro. Like, this is boring. So I knocked on this guy's door. I'm like, yo, bro, you want a cigarette? He's like, yeah, bro, you bet. Free cigarette? Why not? So he comes out. We're smoking and he's telling me he's like yeah man i just got a prison i was like why you know what are you doing prison for he's like man i've had a lot of trouble in my life and i'm like what are you talking about he's like yeah but like my best friend shot himself in the driver's seat next to me and i was just like holy fuck and then like you know two minutes later my friends come out of the 7-eleven with a pizza like we gotta go and i'm like well thanks for that really intense story buddy like I, that's a part of your personality anyways i'm gonna go eat this shitty pizza now but I, I gotta know now did he get arrested for being tied to that shooting uh no 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 i think he got arrested for breaking and entering something oh, great, like that great. um i think he said he was on heroin <laughs> um okay, makes sense which you know you see somebody kill themselves right next to you like pfft, that's it's an escape that's another problem with alcohol that's that's why it is a source of like reduction people use it as an escape um heroin is that amplified which is like yeah don't fuck with heroin i guess stick with alcohol eh, not exactly a good it's not exactly good for you but i guess it's it's an alternative i'm not gonna say yeah i'm, I'm, I'm speaking out of turn on that but so yeah alcohol can make you too social to where you're just like hey what are you guys up to and they're like yeah we're definitely gonna rob this idiot later um and i'm not saying he would but you know you're talking to people where you're not supposed to um so it it has its plus it, it's a tool to me it, it you know it can be a tool where you you can tune your mind in certain ways which some people you know they're tuning their minds when they shouldn't be and you know you can out tune you know you drive a car with too much nitrous oxide you're gonna blow that car up a lot sooner than earlier right you're running don't drink and drive yeah don't no no no, don't drink and drive but i'm saying like you you run a car a certain way 
if you drive a car like an asshole at higher RPM, yeah, you're gonna go faster more often, but that car's gonna break down sooner. Same thing, if you're braking really hard, yeah, you brake faster, but your brakes are gonna need to be replaced. Same thing, your tires are gonna need to replace sooner. So same thing with alcohol, same thing with other drugs, especially like dopaminergic drugs like uh, cocaine or methamphetamine, where it's like, yeah, you're fucking pressing the dopamine button, you're pressing it hard, you're gonna go fast real quick. But you're going to burn your brain out, especially methamphetamine, which causes like brain alterations immediately, like first use. Uh, so it, it is a tool to manipulate your brain, but you have to be extremely, um, not precise, but, you know, careful with how you're tuning your mind. Because like you can't, you know, once you tune your mind, like how can you separate your, you can't separate yourself from your mind and be like, Ooh, we're tuned out. We need to like untune it. It's like that, that doesn't work. You're shit faced. You can't, you're going to be a dumbass. Yeah. Oh, oh, am I too close? Or am I too far? Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, I don't know. Life is beautiful. There you go. Fucking t-shirt. Go crazy with you, that one. You enjoying that champagne bottle? This champagne's pretty solid, bro. I don't know. Am I, am I going off? I feel like I'm talking more than you are. <laughs> you know, I got to get a little more juice out of this orange. Now you're spilling knowledge. Um, I mean, do you have anything that you think the people need to know? Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's an interesting take. You know, alcohol is a tool for the tool for the brain. It, it, it's a hard tool to use. It's a very hard tool to use. It's a, like a gun. You know, you there's a lot of most situations you can't use a gun. I'm sure it's like pretty, you know, I guess a universal idea that you know alcohol is like a gift from the gods or a gift from God. You know, there's definitely there's a misquote to Benjamin Franklin. I I was quoting him and I found out it was wrong, um, but the the famous misquote is God is or beer is proof that God loves us. <laughs> <laughs> I've told I think I've told it to you, uh, which beer beer man and you don't like it at first too it's like coffee you drink beer for the first time you're like this is piss what the fuck am i drinking but after the first like 10 20 times you're like this shit. it's like caffeine right caffeine makes shit taste better even if it tastes it's almost your shitty. brain telling you oh this does taste good because it does good things this has got a drug in it so you better like it you're like all right brain fair enough that's a good argument um oh yeah there's that like whiskey bro this shit tastes like fucking boot. Like it's poison. Like you drink that, you're like, oh no 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 no. I remember I, I was a young child. Um, we'll say like five years old. Um, also, I have great parents. I have great parents. Um, so go fuck yourself if you say otherwise. Anyways, so I saw this little. Um, there was a little bottle. It was sitting on a table, right, and it had a little tiki hat on it. And I was like, ooh, what is it? this? Is either I was like is this perfume? I don't even know what the other option was. I was like, this is an interesting bottle with an interesting hat. Is this perfume? Let me drink it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, how do I know? I'm going to drink it. I drink it and I'm like, hmm, it's perfume. And I, you know, I'm like, this is fucking disgusting. Later it turns out it's rum. <laughs> so if that shit tastes like perfume, you know, it's like, why the fuck are people drinking this crazy perfume? And people mix it. And stuff. Obviously White Claw is a, you know, a far cry from straight up rum, but you know, it's definitely like, why the fuck are people drinking this bullshit when you could be drinking sweet iced tea or water or water? The God of drinks, of course. 
I've spoken about water. I mean, you can attest to the magic of water, not let alone its taste, let alone its thirst quenching properties, but like just the uses in biochemistry. I know you have a, you have a medical background, of course. Oh, yes, um, yes, 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 yes. So what do you, I mean, what are your thoughts on the current state of medicine? Are we fucked? Is pharma, is pharma evil? Bro. Vaccines? Ha- ha- having family members in medicine, people going into medicine, you know, just knowing so many people in medicine, it is such a nightmare. It is such a nightmare. Poor K, senor. You know, from from what I hear, you know, it's the insurance companies either not reimbursing, you know, doctors appropriately if you're in a private practice or something, or insurance is taking advantage of hospitals. Mm. It all comes down to like you know, people being greedy. That's that's all it is. You know, end of the day, it comes down to people being greedy, and that's why so many people want universal health care. Like it makes sense. Like oh, it's like. Everybody have medicine and like you know, that's a curious take from a uh, I would say a Republican leaning human, a conservative oh, human. Oh, we're different. We're different. I'm progressive. I'm not a Democrat. I'm, <laughs> I'm different. I mean, I, I would I, love to I, hear I, you explain your your take on pol- policy. Oh God, for medicine, a, the but whole like, the whole. Give me the whole shebang. You're, we have time. Give me, give well, me you. Obviously, like a lot of doctors are making a lot of money. You know, you know, surgeons making anywhere from three hundred, five thousand a year, or whatever. Like, you have issues like family docs who are making like one hundred fifty to one hundred thousand grand a year, and they're like doing like, you know, people hate me saying this, but like slave labor. But no, but, like they're working crazy hours. Patients calling twenty four seven, and you have like Humana wanting to pay them like what? Like the doctor office I worked at want to pay the doctor like fourteen dollars or something for a visit. So you spend like. 20 to 30 minutes with a patient and for like a sick visit and you get paid 14 or 15 dollars it's like how the hell is that survivable and it's like but it's different it's like at the same time like i i, I go get an mri and it's like 1800 dollars. Mm. it's like what why the hell is a 20 minute you know thing of me sitting in a ma- magnet costing 1800 dollars? like yeah there's a couple technicians you have to do that and everything but the helium bro no it's crazy like obviously there's there's a lot of greed going on there's um I don't know how you fix it. Because like, people always all, all point to like, oh, do uh, universal healthcare, like mm. Canada or whatever. But then you have these, you know. Crazy it, wait times. You have these crazy wait times. You have thousands of Canadians, you know, you know, people have money coming to the States to get their operations here. Mm. You know, my, you know, I don't know if I can say this. My mother was a surgical oncologist. She would see patients from Canada who would pay to, you know, for, you know, procedures down here. You know, people, you know, these people pay out of pocket in the States just to get seen on time because it takes forever up there mm. it's, it's it's so backwards and, and you, the uk i know they're having junior doctor strikes because they're getting paid the equivalent of like this is wrong but like 10 bucks an hour or whatever for a doctor or 14 bucks an hour so you know something incredibly low like that yeah it's, it's crazy it's crazy and like i guess it's kind of bad putting a bad spin on it but i feel like also, when you get universal health care and you get more control from the government over what doctors get paid and stuff, mm. you know, obviously it tends not to increase, you know, in a capitalist, capitalist type way. I think that's a major disincentive, disincentive for people, you know, unfortunately going to medicine not only to help people, but, you know, make a big buck. And that's why you see, you know, a lot of like not, you know, the best and brightest, you know, doctors in these other countries. You're not seeing as good health care as you do in America. So I think by and far America is the best health care in the world. Like, you know, the best specialists, the best, you know, hospitals. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I've heard we're not ranked very highly in uh, health outcomes for patients. And we're ranked, you know, we have a lot of chronic diseases compared to other countries. I think you should argue one way or the other. But I feel like 99% of the time. 
you know, I've had family friends get treated in Australia and they beg to come to the States, you know, mm. people being treated in Germany and are desperate to come over here. Obviously, the example of Canadians wanting to come to the States to get treated. Mm. Like, there's definitely a desire to be treated in America. But at the same time, like, you know, if you get treated in a rural hospital in, like, Kansas, you're obviously not going to get the treatment at, like, you know, a hospital like Tampa General or something. Mm-hmm. So, I think there's definitely, you know, a contrast. But... I do think it's preferable to get healthcare here versus other countries mm. and, and get in the better hospitals, but it costs money and it's expensive. It's expensive yeah. as hell. And it should, and that's what I go back well, to my point. It shouldn't be that expensive. How do you fix that? I have no idea the hell how uh, I'm not a policymaker. I'm not a doctor. Like, you know, doctors all have their ideas for how to, mm. how to go about it. You know, you know, Bernie Sanders and other people have their idea of going about it versus healthcare. Yeah. And it's, you know, nobody, nobody agrees. And- well, I mean, I've said this, uh, I guess, anecdote before, but like when I was in India, I got sick. Like, you know, I was sleeping all day, fucking shitting my brains out. Like it was like, I was sick, you know, I wasn't like mm, cancer, but you know, regular ass sickness. And I remember I went to the doctor and I mean, he didn't touch me. So like quality of care, you could argue is one one thing. But he didn't touch me. He looks at me. He's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, boom, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. I didn't mention the diarrhea, which, you know, later he was like, why the fuck didn't you say that? You know, but um, like he was like, oh, he prescribed me the medicine. And then because we are, you know, like Zoroastrian, like I have a Zoroastrian lineage. I have a Zoroastrian last name. He was like, what's your name? And I'm like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, it's free, whatever. And I was like, it's so cheap that he can be like, ah, this is on me, bro. You're a pretty chill guy. <laughs> like, you think a doctor, any doctor in America is going to do pro bono work for, like, anybody? Like, I don't think so. Well, it's expensive. It's expensive. It's, I mean, but, like. For basic kind of medicine, right? Like for everyday medicine, for like a common cold, like Tamiflu or kind of whatever. I'm sure there are prescriptions which are kind of like. I'm pretty sure there's the whole issue of there's. I'm pretty sure there's a there's like policy out there that you know these pharmaceutical companies specifically charge um, third world countries and other countries significantly less for their Mm -hmm. drugs compared to the U.S. Mm -hmm. in order to. To, yeah, to we pay for, for everything. Equity. Then, they, 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 there's like, like this idea of equity that you charge. I mean, it's supply and demand. They can't afford to pay, you know, fourteen hundred dollars, so they pay four dollars. Yeah, well, it's basically the U.S. picking up the tab, and you know, there's there's a lot of people who kind of resent that idea. I mean, yeah, it's bullshit. I, I mean, okay, you know, they can't you know, afford it. That's one thing, but it's like, why should I have to pay way more? And there's plenty of people who don't have healthcare. It was like, don't don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure. You know, no no side being taken, but Trump back in like 2018 or 2019 tried pushing forward policy that uh, would um, force pharmaceutical companies to charge mm. d- domestic U.S. citizens the same price for pharmaceutical drugs. If the, if the U.S. government, like Medicaid, is buying mm. drugs from these companies, then they have to char- charge us the same as they would any other country in the world, but that would raise prices and all across the world yeah and so the, and i'm pretty sure i think biden has also put that for, i have no idea but there's obviously been pushes towards that i think it all goes to show is there's problems drugs pharmaceutical companies are overcharging us insurance companies are too greedy mm. it's capitalism at its worst um i remember hearing that like 
uh, when it came to insulin prices. I think they instituted legisla- legislation about it. But before the legislation, it was like, we charge $100 a vial, and the next most expensive country is like $17 a vial. It's like, what What the fuck? And they're not even like, you know, backwater, you know, crazy countries in the middle of Africa. It's like, no, this is like another Western country. I think it was like the UK compared to the US. It's like, oh yeah, we're charging basically a 10th or like a 20th or a fifth of the price rather. Um, I I definitely think there's going to be a shift in the next 10 years of like more and more both sides of the aisle, Republican Democrat pushing for more equity in these pharmaceutical prices and reining in the industry. I think we're at a a, a turning point where, um, and I've heard it, you know, neoliberalism, right? Which to me, I think neoliberalism will like, oh, the liberals, but it's actually more like, Oh, yeah, like, let the free market do what the free market does, and we don't need regulation. You know, Reaganomics, it's going to trickle down to us, blah, 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 blah. When it's like, you know, there are certain things where it's like the idea of moderation, which is something, um, I don't know which fucking Greek guy was about moderation. I'm sure they all Diogenes? Um, No, that's the dude who's all about being gross or something. No, I mean, I think he was a gross dude, but I think he's like, it doesn't fucking matter. But like... Stoicism? um, It... That might have been a component. It might have been... I want to say Aristotle again, but that's a guess. Anyways, some Greek guy, you guys figured it out, was like moderation between the excesses of the vir- the virtues, right? There's cowardice, and then there's cockiness, but then in the middle, there's bravery, where it's like, I'm confident in what it's I am. Aristotle or Plato, one yeah. of them. But like, I think there's a moderation between like being like, we're a communist versus we're capitalist. It's like... No, okay, you got to be a little bit, you know, you can't go crazy capitalist because then you're going to take everybody's money and like fuck over the poor people. But you can't go full communist because you're going to take everybody's money and fuck over the poor I, people. I think, I think most things, almost all things in life are all about some form of moderation in the middle. And yeah, but it's hard to like, especially with policy, especially with people, I'd say. And that's, um, we could talk about that a little bit because I, I, I read Plato's Republic and he was very like kind of like democracy is like fourth out of the top five governments. Oh, you yeah. Can have. Yeah. No, he was all about that. Uh, <laughs> the aristocracy of like philosopher kings. Yeah. Actually. Philosopher kings. And, and second was like the warrior class. And then which could be said to like the Christians of like, oh, yeah, these, you know, these people, their hearts are hard and don't even try and convince them. They're fucking idiots. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, there's a, there's a middle ground. Uh, what was I talking about? I lost my train of thought. It's like, you know, the people are, the people can be very moderation. You you need to have moderation, but the people can be swayed very heavily with their emotions, especially, you know, with current news media, you can kind of manipulate the people with their emotions to where they jump from one thing to the next because the people don't have moderation. They're like, I'm happy about this. I'm upset about this. I'm happy about this. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're trying to get you food and medicine. Chillax about people using the wrong bathroom. That's cool. Think about that a little bit more, but we're busy right now. Um, But in democracy, it's like, all right, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to lose my position in two years. I need to talk about this bullshit now. So like, I mean, what are your thoughts? You were. Well, no, you keep going, keep going. Well, what's okay. Well, you know, like it's very much, and and that was one of the ways that um, now I'm kind of devolving, but one of the ways that Plato slash Socrates talked about it in the Republic, where it was like the democracy is very susceptible to people just 
flinging from one thought to the other, one emotion yeah, to the yeah. other, where no control, no self-control. Yeah, you know, you were you were emotional creatures, but I, I think what you're getting at is like there's almost like a math, was it Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. math, math law, Maslow, one of them. But like there's almost like a hierarchy of needs for like a country, and like you know, I think it's pretty easy to say like domestic politics right now. It's all about like you know the least important like you know the top of the pyramid least important yeah. needs it's like it's all about what can rile the most you know you know conflict, oh. between, conflict between people like what, what i feel fulfilled what what, what, wanna... what, what what thing you make the, the most you know what do you call it dichotomy like you know opposing sides mm. versus like if you want to talk about the national deficit like mm. that's not something like a bunch of people are like oh we need to pay off the deficit or some people are like no we don't that's ridiculous just print more money there's not like there's not like that that tension grabbing kind of idea N- nothing emotional behind it versus you know obviously other yeah things. what do you think yeah i bet half the people are like what the fuck is a deficit you know like, <laughs> yeah oh yeah our country's 31 trillion dollars in debt and like you know 20 30 years now we're, we're screwed we're screwed Whatever. we're paying five trillion dollars in debt in interest every year the rest of our lives you know but um no, I, I definitely, it's funny, I was talking to someone about this. You know, I feel like a big solution to all of this is uh, term limits for senators and and house members. I mean, it's crazy These people are like little mini dictators who are in there their whole lives. And like, and they all, they're, all, they're all really about the same thing. They're all part, of, there's a big club and we're not in it. And uh, I want to agree with you, but part of me is like certain projects take a lot longer than two years or six years, you know, and no, you need to it, be able to work on them, especially when you have to deal with the whim of the people and the thing is, these, these people they're not they're not formatting policy they're not they're not you know do be the architects behind this no they're, they're, they're career they're, assholes <laughs> there are thousands and millions of people who are formatting ideas projects and sorry i'm gonna scream i'm gonna turn us both down because i think we've been a bit loud there's, there's thousands of millions of people putting forward ideas, projects, policies, just for these politicians to vote on. You don't you don't need the same people in there for 20, 30 years. There's, there's, what, there's like, what, Diane Fernstein or whatever has oh, been there. Like, I mean, she like, is one of the cases. rotting her brains out right now. Now, I've heard the case for why Nancy Pelosi um, supports her, which is like, if Diane Feinstein loses, if, if she loses, you know, if she retires, then some lady is going to be appointed in her place. And out of the next two candidates for the senator, Nancy Pelosi is in favor of the candidate, the other candidate. I think it's like Hall versus, I forget the lady's name. Mm -hmm. But so she's like, all right, I'm in favor of Hall. The girl's going to be um, sort of declared the temporary senator if Feinstein steps down. So I can't have Feinstein step down because if this uh, girl is put in the place, she's gonna stay there forever. She's gonna she's gonna stay there and she's more likely to get elected. She's, she's like, no, no, the no, no, no. gonna win. Who gives a shit? Yeah, she's like, who gives a fuck about right now? She's gonna vote whichever way I tell her, anyways. So keep yeah, her in there she for now. Voted for, like I think in three months she didn't vote because she was just gone. No, she's senile. It's insane. It's like she's not. Like, what other job can you be out of your fucking mind and be like, okay, I'm a little too crazy. I mean, yeah, facts. But, like, she's like, okay, I'm senile. I can't really vote on anything right now. She's just like, okay, I'm too crazy to do my job right now. I'm just going to sit here and hold my job title. It's like... That's bizarre. And any other company, they'd be like, oh, well, you're fired because you're not doing your job? Fuck face? Like... Not, what the fuck? not but the US government there's still people pushing her to be reelected. No, because the government's full of fucking idiots. They're like, oh, you can't do anything, you're incompetent, and you're gonna cost people a lot of money. We have a job for you. No, I I think it really should be like, you know, 
House members can get 10 to 12 years of total term limit time, mm-hmm. and senators can get like two terms, like 12 years. Kind of mm-hmm. like a president gets two terms, like eight years. You know, I think I think that sets a good precedent. You know, I even goes far as saying is I really like, I really like this proposal for Supreme Court actually, mm-hmm. where it's like an 18 year rotation. You know, you on there 18 years. Now think, that's curious. The thing about it is every president. I think, like, under that thing, appoints either one or two presidents during his term. Every president, doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat. Or one or two uh, Supreme Court members. Yeah, yeah Supreme Court. Oh. I, think, I think that's, like, a, a great, great way of going about it. But, you know, I guess that's for another time. I mean, it's curious. I think the uh, the idea of the two-term limits or, like, the 12-year limits for uh, members of Congress, I think that's, all, like, because saying, okay, you know, you don't have enough time. Yeah, two years is not enough time to get something accomplished. But if you don't get something accomplished in a decade... Get the fuck out. You know, that is plenty of time. Uh, de- I agree with that. I think that is a good policy. You know, I've, I changed, you've changed my mind, Mr. Nathan. Um, now, you know, obviously, Joe Biden, see now, go fuck himself. Um, but see, the term limits for the Supreme Court justices is something that I'm a little bit conflicted it, it about. It works, though. Like, I, I love the policy before. It's like a bipartisan policy. Each president gets two picks. Every 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 four years. Well, I, I think, but like the the idea was that like you can't politicize the Supreme Court because they're not subject to elections. But I mean, even now, it, it is politicized. Though, it, it's already politicized, right? What what difference does it make? Because presidents, no matter what, it's it's political, no matter what, because the president is always appointing a Supreme Court judge. But the only the only difference is you're forcing Congress has to approve. Yeah, but it's still it's it's. And I will I, I will make this brief argument in that it's sort of a um, if anything it's like, it can be a punishment. Well, of like you were dumb enough to appoint this jackass to the Supreme Court out of the you know the heat of the moment. Oh, you appoint this idiot? Well, you're stuck with them until they fucking die or retire. So fucking suck on that. It's such so, a bad thing, right? You're saying? I'm saying no, no, no. I'm saying it's sort of a um, it's like a built-in punishment which you can learn from because not everything should be like a you know like a guardrail of the, like the, you're not pretty, allowed to make mistakes. It's no, like oh, you make a mistake. Go fuck yourself. No, you're, you're very logical. That seems pretty illogical, though, because you you would want the best system in place. You want the most efficient people in in those positions. Why do you want? I think it's uh, and maybe I'm putting too much faith into uh, the founding fathers, which I'm sure that has been done many times. I don't know. I haven't studied the founding fathers. I don't know jack shit. Maybe George Washington incited the French Indian War just to create America. I don't know jack shit. But what I'm saying is, it's an interesting thought and. Connecting it to the idea of the, um, I, I'm going to throw this out there, and I'm saying don't take the bait, don't try and go off on this, just accept my stupid statement on the face. But the uh, the idea of the electoral college is to control the masses because I think maybe they read those kind of the classics and were like, ooh, the mob is Wrong. a little crazy. We need to kind of like make sure the mob doesn't have a little too much control. I think it's an interesting thought, um, and giving them a lot of credit, maybe undeserved to say that the Supreme Court is put into place or the idea of no term limits is put into place not necessarily um, as to say directly like, oh yeah, there's no way this is going to get political. No president's just going to elect people based on policy. But it's a matter of like a sort of fuck you of like, oh, you were stupid. You're going to pay for that. And now because you were stupid for a few years, you're going to have to pay the price and be reminded of your stupidity for a long time. And hopefully you can learn from that. 
I don't think the Supreme Court is a system where you want to learn from your mistakes. That's like the, the you know, it's uh, pretty, a lot of babies the, who would agree with you. The, the, the Supreme Court <laughs> is quite literally meant to fix the mistakes in this country. You fix <laughs> fix issues of the law. These you talk about it being politicized when it does quite literally the opposite. Like if you think about it, like Ron DeSantis, one of his main running points he just made in his election thing today is that there's opportunity for three or four Supreme Court justices to be replaced. And he, he said he could establish a 7-2 majority. Think about that. Think about that. A presidential candidate is running because he's saying he can replace more judges. Now, think about it. That's that's very political. Think about it. If you had a law where every 18 years, Supreme Court judges get replaced in, in a rotating circuit, and rotating circuit, and all at the same time, and you're making two picks per, for every president, that would never, that would never be, you know, a, a running campaign issue. It wouldn't be uh, someone running. It would run- be a running campaign issue every 18 years. Well, n- no, no, Eric, you don't. You don't understand. Depending on how you, because you would have to stagger them that, to where that, that's it's constantly occurring, yes, that, and then it's you're running off of. Okay, Mr. President, what are you going to do with the next Supreme Court justice that's going to be replaced? That's how. That's how. That's how it's designed. It's staggered. So every. It's not all at once. It's every. So every every president has to run on picking one new justice. Yeah. That, that that's oh. how that's that's how the thing works. It's okay, okay. So it's a solution so, to a problem that has occurred. This no, yeah, that's curious. Yeah. So it's a staggered, it's, it's, it's a staggered um, system. And I think it's either every president gets one Supreme Court justice pick or two. So it's like every two years or every four years. But every president gets the same amount, and so it, it, it's a balance. Mm. It's I, I think it's a great idea. You, see, you don't have you see, look look Trump picked like what three or four judges or something like imagine he's president again. no that wasn't I mean you know that was nuts that's the reason why Roe v Wade got overturned which depending on if you agree or not I mean we can go into that <laughs> I haven't had the abortion debate on the podcast in a while so uh, I think the people want more but uh, it's uh, I don't know the the fact that it is a conservative court right now and it will be a conservative court for a long time coming is something that I don't necessarily agree or, with. Or it might not be, because this election cycle, there's like two or three um, conservative, not Republican, conservative judges that could be replaced. I mean, to me, they're interchangeable. So you, if you, you know, pry, pry those two apart, if you will, if you can. But to me, conservative versus Republican judges, potato, tomato. No, I was, I was, I was trying to make that difference. I'm trying to say there's like three conservative judges that could three be... Three Republican judges. Okay. That could be... I mean, like I'm saying, like it, I would like you to make the difference so we're all better off for it. But in my mind, they're the same. I don't think that's necessarily true, but that's how I understand it. I mean, there's there's obviously conservatives who you know actively vote Democrat because they don't agree with the values of the Republican Party right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people like that. There's actually this like, one channel I watch. It's called like, Not the Bulwark or something. Something like that. But like... The, I always say libertarianism is almost that in a way in that like yeah. sort of liberals are like socially more freedom and so conservatives are like yeah we I mean but conservatives aren't necessarily for more freedom they're just for like slower change I guess or like see that's that's a curious thing of like a re- it's religion is similar in that like people don't necessarily know what the fuck they're talking about like, <laughs> like there's this approach to looking at some stuff like that like you know, in terms of the environment, people say Republicans are are very, you know, you know, Republicans are bad towards the environment, whatever. Republicans bad, environment bad. But like, if you were thinking about conservative approach to the environment, you'd want to conserve your force. You want to, you know, put more land under federal protection. I mean, that was Roosevelt, um, President Roosevelt. He was Republican, and he established the national park system, and like, we put the most federal land under protection ever. So that's a 
an idea that you know the Republicans are not are conservative, but there mm. this idea of, like you can be conservative towards the environment. Mm. So there there's distinction between so like Republicans a safety first almost. Like, yeah, like let's be cautious. Like, about Repu- this. Republicans aren't conservative towards the environment. You could argue conservatives aren't um, conservative towards the environment because of desire for fracking or whatever. Mm. You know, denying global warming, whatever it is. But then there's also the issue. You know, you could say for guns, like. You could say, you know, people say, you know, you know, Republicans, conservative on guns or whatever. But, like, if you think about conservative and liberal, like, Republicans are very liberal on guns. Mm. They're very open to whatever interpretation you have for owning guns. They want mm. you no regulations and laws. They want you to be open to use it whenever you want. That's a very liberal take on it, very open-ended. But Democrats have a very conservative take on guns. You know, it should be more regulated. It should be, there should be, you know, almost like, a more traditional approach. Mm. If you're a traditional approach, 200 years ago, people argue, oh, 200 years ago, people didn't have AR-15s. Mm. Okay, that's a conservative traditional approach. If you want you want to keep that standard or people don't have... Well, a, I mean, I, I guess you're... There's, there's, I, there's, distinction, saying, there's distinction between Republican and conservative because you have conservative values. Okay. The thing is, Republicans... But they, I don't they, necessarily they, agree with the idea that like wanting more legislation about guns is more conservative Unless you're kind of saying that conservative is more okay. safety minded, I guess. No, conser- conservatives is all about preserving, I, I would or say. Or more of a, like, not to be negative, but more of a scared people rather than a brave uh, the, people. Con- what is conservatism? It's kind of like traditionalism, maintaining, mm. you know, what's what's been, what's it's been. Like status quo. Status quo. What is is letting the environment go to to crap? You know, with global warming and and, and uh, oil fracking and everything, is that and drilling in the Gulf? Like, is that a conservative approach? I to mean, the environment? people have definitely been like, "Who gives a shit about the environment for forever?" <laughs> I but, mean, it hasn't been a concern since like I don't know, maybe the last hundred years. But you you get my point, like you know, no. I don't know. I I think that kind of disagrees with your point of like conservative is pro environment. I think it's very odd in that uh, traditionally the it's, environment we, has we, been we, who we, gives a shit. We have we have a twisted view of what you know conservative or liberal is. Yeah. You have you have this you know a party ideology. I mean, they're very nebulous terms. It's, I'm sure there's no hard definition. But if you try to like extract it back from the parties. Because you can look at conservative liberalism all around the world and see how it plays out differently. It's not, you know, who knows? Conservative conservatives in India could be. Oh, I mean, super- well, the, under the name, under the banner of conservative conservatives, I think it, you know. But like, there's, there's an idea of, you know, tra- tradition traditionism and like status quo. So like I, that's what, that's like mm-hmm. like you can't just say you know conservatives or Republicans. So I think it's completely false. There could be, there could be, there's plenty of conservatives that have that have feel no affiliation of the Republican Party. Mm. I think, well, you uh, know, I I kind of I kind of fall in that boat a little bit. But you think the Republican Party, they they I don't know what the term is they they grab onto and take advantage of the a lot of conservative views and manipulate yeah they try it. and be like we are your guy versus like some conservatives are like actually I prefer this and you're like. No way, as a conservative, and they're like, well, actually, blah blah blah. Like, but, for, like for example, 
there's not no Republican Congress right now is fiscally conservative. <laughs> None. They're all about printing the the money machine. Like, I, let's is be that real. necessarily true? I don't know that that's true. Yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're all down for spending eight hundred billion dollars in the military. There's not a single person who's against that. Well, all the military is <laughs> well, different, but Medicaid and Social Security. No, we're not gonna give you guys handouts. Yeah, they don't. They don't want to give you handouts, but they don't care about putting all that money another four hundred billion dollars in the military. So they're not conservative. In in their uh, defense funding, no, but they're no, conservative maybe in other realms of funding. Yeah, but none of them care. None of them are really adamant about balancing the budget. No, but if you're truly fiscally conservative, people yes. people be running. Out. Who, who did that in 2016? One of the only candidates to talk about fiscal conservatism and balancing the 21 trillion dollar budget back then, which is 31 trillion or 32 trillion right now. John Kasich. He was mm-hmm. one of the only Republican candidates who that was one of his main, you know ambitions policies that's not sexy that's accounting. yeah it's not sexy but it's conservative that's conservative mm-hmm. and, and it fell along his beliefs it's a very interesting so kind of trying to connect all the connections here it's it's like okay going back to moderation i think you know maybe we'll say the the democratic party is you know over in some respects and under in other respects whereas the republican party is over and under and you know, again, different respects. Yeah, yeah. And then conservative versus liberal is another layer of like over versus under in different respects. And so you're trying to draw the lines between like, ooh, we go crazy with capitalism as Republicans, whereas conservatives are like, mm, you know, don't spend too much money. Whereas the liberals are like, we'll go crazy, do whatever you want. Whereas, you know, the, the Democrats are like, ah, you know, ooh, we don't want to spend too much money or like maybe we don't want to spend money on this. But you, you see what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's not an exact like, analogy. Yeah, but. yeah. But it's like a hot take. But like, you know, I consider myself pretty conservative. Mm. But like over the years, my my idea, my ideology towards guns has changed a lot. Mm. You know, maybe like, yeah, I won't go too much into it. But like, do I think now there should be like more background checks and more like red flag laws and all this stuff? Like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And like, some people say that that's not conservative at all. Mm. But I'm actually, I'm actually pretty for like more stringent gun laws and stuff. And people like say like blasphemy. But you know, I mean, it is a very that's not a conservative approach to it. I mean, it's the slippery slope. I think is the main argument of like, especially okay. So for mental illness, right? Let's take that argument. Uh, if you have a mental illness, you're not allowed to purchase a firearm. You can fudge the, you know, the idea of mental illness, especially kind of thinking back to the 1900s, might not be historically accurate, of people just being like, oh, he's gay, he's mentally ill. It's like, okay, mentally ill is very nebulous. You can Uh, sort of say whoever you want is mentally ill, and now you're denying them the right to guns. Yeah, yeah, I know know what you mean. Like, you're trying to make a distinction of, like, the laws itself. I was was basically pointing out that, like, you know, like, like... there's not necessarily a conservative viewpoint to hold that laws shouldn't be passed to regulate guns. Mm. Like my my point is that you know like true conservatism doesn't. It's not like so. Is it a safety? Because this seems like a very safety first kind of um, like way of thinking. Like like it seems like what you're saying conservatism conservative yeah conservatism is is a very safety prioritizing well, kind I th- of way I think, of thinking. I think it's more a tradition and status quo type of type of thinking. I mean, but gun regulation isn't traditional, it isn't status quo. 
I mean, I, well, you could say maybe with, I mean, you know, you, automatic you, firearms. I mean, you could like argue that, back to English common law, you know, restricting, you know, what the the, the peasants and stuff could, could own or who they could, you know, resist or kill under the law. English? <laughs> Engl- you know, English common law, which yeah, was yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a law that, like uh, American language. Like, get that oh, shit out and but a lot of that a lot of that thinking was inherited in this country i don't think our founding fathers would have any you know objection to laws being put into place that you know restrict people from owning rpgs or tanks or you know yeah. you know maybe they come out with a maybe they come with a glock you but, know 20 okay. years from now they can shoot like 100 rounds per second like i think but the argument is like the rebellion from the brit like that is the traditional like american you know we rebelled from the British because we could. You know, you take our guns, you take our can, kind of thing. What, uh, what do you say to those people? You know, I, I, I think there's some truth to that. Like, you know, the American way, I wouldn't say American way of life, but the foundation of our country, a lot of that's based on these very individualistic principles. Yeah, the go and, fuck yourself, I'm American. Idea. Yeah, there's, there's very individualistic principles, but we're also a society where a large community and and any society sacrifices are made and i think it's too too drastic to say that you can't make any sacrifices in terms of developing it's, gun laws it's dangerous territory i would say the sacrifices are made like well, i mean that you, you can't you make know. you can't make sacrifices against basic principles like you know the right to life the right to pursue a, you know something like that you know second amendment right there man the right to bear arms who's to say that you can't bear arms but you can't bear certain arms like it's you know why are we restricting why are we restricting the arms like why can't why can't i have an rpg because society has deemed it you know too crazy for us it's i'm a responsible rpg (laughs) owner but the majority of society even crazy gun even you know liberal communists i don't think i don't think think even the gun lobby would want millions of americans owning rpgs (laughs) yeah that would be they'd be like ah think think about that that but there's no difference between someone owning rpg versus someone owning like a fully automatic you know scar like i don't know why but like part of me really wants americans to be able to own rpgs and i don't i you know i haven't thought about it enough to know if that's right or not but that uh, instinctually i'm like you know hey Stop trying to take my RPGs away, you communist scum. Like, it's like, okay, if the government gets too crazy, we need our RPGs to PC, fight back, to PC, fight the, the power. You see, societies come together, though, and deem that that's a sacrifice you have to make in order to be a cohesive society. That you can't, not everyone... In order that to can't, be slaves. <laughs> to, be co- <laughs> to be a cohesive society, you can't have millions of people having RPGs. And I think when people that's are trying to... communist said. And I, I feel like t- what you're seeing today is that you're having a lot of these, a lot of unnecessary, you know mass killings and stuff like that you know like should all guns be banned i i me personally i don't think that should be the case but um you know you could argue for more regulations and stuff just in just as a sacrifice for keeping society whole sane well, safe no and i think that's you know an acceptable sacrifice in a I, way and i yeah i've said this before on the podcast is that um I'm not sure that that's necessarily the right way to solve that particular problem. Um, you know, since like a lot of I think mass shootings are committed with semiotic rifles, you know, versus RPGs, right? <laughs> you know, th- there's a difference in argument there. But um, what I've argued in the past is that 
the we need to look at the root cause right there have been there were years before like the 1990s of columbine right we had semiotic rifles that's true since the 60s so what you know semiotic and, and automatic rifles um i think it's Sorry. So, I, well, I'm saying, like, we need to look at, like, the cause, right? There's no doubt there's r- rising issues with mental illness, you know, you know, people, any copycat killings. I mean, look at mm. so many of the recent mass shootings, just sick teenagers, you know, P- Parkland, or you have um, that the kid at Uvalde, or you have mm. the, the person at that Tennessee Christian school who is having all sorts of personal I mean, it, issues. It is, uh, it is sadly common to it, where it's like, it's, there are probably 10 that you know of that you haven't named because you don't remember. Oh yeah, there was one here and one there. They killed so, a couple people. so like, rarely the case these people don't have a loose screw or something. Mm. It's just, it's just, you don't really, it's just, this is the case. It's so, it's so much with mental illness. I think that, that needs to be addressed. So is but it, obviously there's, there's millions and millions of people who have, you know, semi-automatic, some even fully automatic, you know, rifles, and there's no issue. There's no yeah. issue. You know, it, it's a terrible saying, but like, you know, people make an analogy towards Star Wars, you know, when, when Anakin killed all the younglings, do people blame the lightsaber? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the awful, you know. I haven't heard that one before, <laughs> but that's, uh, I, uh, is that a good point? I guess? I don't know. But like, oh. obviously, like, you know, if there was regulations where crazy people like Anakin didn't but have they, lightsabers. But they only gave Jedi lightsabers. They're not getting any Tom, Dick, and Harry who can pass a background check a lightsaber, obviously. So, you um, But I don't know about phasers. I, you know, they, he killed people with a fucking sword. You can buy a sword anywhere. You can be 12 years old and buy a fucking sword. No, but yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a fundamental issue with mental illness and people getting access to guns. And it's just... And there are cases of mass stabbings, I will say again, on the sword front. But Oh, yeah. There's, there's like it wasn't too long ago where like you know England the homicide London the homicide rate like knife stabbings is higher than the homicide rate in New York City mm. with, with guns mm. that's, that's insane yeah. that's insane you're, you're like <laughs> people want to kill people you're not gonna you're stop like, them like you're more likely to die in New York I mean, in London from a knife than New York City from a gun that's crazy that's crazy now Chicago I don't know but <laughs> wrong neighborhood you know wrong affiliation I guess but it's also it's also another um, thing like. How many mass killings are due to gang violence and all all these all these? Well, I mean, the, the the most like newsworthy ones, I would say, like I have seen multiple news reports, and they are they've never been gang affiliated. So that, that, I, that doesn't grab attention because it happens all the time. Like, it like does, what was it like? That's a, true. A thousand people were killed in Chicago. Like, um, I think it was 2020, 2019 or something. Like a thousand people were like killed in Chicago in the year or whatever. It was like the highest homicide rate in like such a long time. Mm-hmm. But like most of those were like gang violence or like robberies or something crazy. I think it's almost it was- seen as a consensual kill or like kind of like you decided to be on that battlefield versus yeah. just like I'm going to Starbucks and I get shot. Yeah, yeah. Reason. It's like it's not like you know all these shootings that are happening like you know like schools and Starbucks and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like a very large percentage of that is you know. Well, I think schools of like out of all of them are the most like you know these are Attention children. You yeah, know, they're not. It's not even like oh you're at an abortion clinic or something. You your ideology is kind of connected to where you are. It's like they're fucking kids. It's, like it's, they're innocent. You know they have n- done nothing wrong. That's how you know they're sick. And that's they're sick. But so like why not be like oh we need to focus on mental health versus I think there does need uh, you know, there does need emphasis on that. Well, that's like that's like in Texas like. 
you know, they, I think their senator passes a bill or whatever, like gun bill or something. But like, they they're talking a lot now about okay, you're having all these shootings and stuff in Texas in Texas schools. Mm-hmm. Let's allocate more money towards mental illness. Let's you know, it's a talking point now. But at the same time, they're doing that. They're like loosening gun restrictions and like mm-hmm. and like doing like the opposite. So it's like okay, like yeah, you're 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 Look over here. Yeah, you're in the step in the right direction. But like at the same time, maybe it's also good to have. You know, regulations and guns like red flag laws and background checks and all these other safety measures like maybe both in unison is what this country needs right now well i remember too um and i'm not going to speak for all of texas but it was definitely a talking point of texans i know where it was like school shootings were happening and they're like that wouldn't happen in texas where everybody's got <laughs> oh, a gun God. and it's like well it did like <laughs> What, what do you have to say now? Everybody has guns over there, and there was a shooting. Well, it, dude, it's so, so heartbreaking, like seeing the Valde shooting and like yeah. seeing those officers not go in there. I mean, that's that, that's definitely suspicious as fuck. But I would even was, say those was, shootings that weren't school related, they were just public, you know, public mass shootings where it's like this is a place where adults are, right? Kids aren't going to have concealed carry on them, but like you know fucking mall well i think i think recently like there was one in texas where a dude was just walking towards like a walmart or like a grocery store chain mm-hmm. and then like he didn't even enter the store yet and he just started shooting to mm-hmm. like seven or eight people or something and it's like you know how can you really stop that you know with the but like there's other cases like there's a texas shooting like 2018 where trump gave it was at a church and trump gave a medal of honor to one of the people in there because like a dude came to the church a shotgun under his trench coat mm. walked up to the pastor pulled it out and shot him and then within like uh, like 1.8 seconds or something like half the church turned around with their guns and a dude shot mm. him and like but like immediately ended a killing yeah but like the media is not as likely to but you know obviously it was, it was harped by the republicans but like the the point is like yeah you can have mass shootings stopped by people with guns but you can also have mass shootings that you can't do anything about mm-hmm. and it's like you know these sick people can just kill 20 30 people you know in a heartbeat and but like there's steps you can take to prevent that i think like that's just something both sides are just biting heads over i don't because like again like it's it's a Toe touch. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it's a um, apprehension to kind of giving up rights that yeah. I think is very much. Well, people I mean, have already given up the right to have RPGs. And, yeah, and tanks. I and mean, it needs to be decomposed. A lot of people, I think, you know, fully automatic would, rifles. People would argue that that's a slippery slope. That is, I mean, automatic rifles was you know because of the mafia you know running liquor was arguing about it it's like you know you're and still like crimes were committed i mean even now crimes are committed although automatic rifles are illegal and you know whether or not you want to argue like oh more crimes would be committed i think another another issue is like you know there's issue of like you know more rights to be taken away than necessary this is also like a you know very miseducated um popular idea of like what guns actually are he's like you, you see people talking about let's get rid of assault rifles assault rifles assault. you see like cnn yeah. msnbc they always say assault rifles what what yeah. is an assault rifle they always point to ar-15 what is ar-15 it's not assault rifle 15 it's an auto light rifle 
but they just they just they it's it's easy to get into the the, the popular consciousness if you just say assault rifle mm-hmm. like like they say they want to ban assault rifles what does that mean fully automatic rifles ar-15s all semi-automatic rifles pistols are semi-automatic you can add a little barrel to a glock and all mm-hmm. of a sudden that's a semi-automatic rifle depending on how long it is like it's it's so arbitrary that's the issue it's arbitrary when they say they want to ban assault rifles because what what mm-hmm. is an assault rifle there's there's semi-automatic long barrel rifles there's there's semi-automatic pistols there's bolt action rifles there's, I mean, there's fully automatic rifles that are banned like it's, it's just a, so it's such a miseducated point that let's just ban assault rifles what is an assault rifle i don't know that that's necessarily it's an interesting point because like you want to ban assault rifles? Okay, people can come in with other rifles and still kill people. What is an but assault you rifle? Can't ba- but but like, I, what, what's an I'm, assault rifle? In my mind, being that I am not necessarily a friend of the Democrats, it's like it's black. It has maybe a foregrip. It's semi-automatic. It's you know, kind of. That's a pistol. All that all that description is a description of a pistol. But it's a long rifle rather than a pistol. Because even in Florida, we have more restrictions over uh, pistols than we do there's long the, rifles. There's AR pistols that still have long barrels, and they're considered That's true. pistols. I mean, more so like, more gun, like there. So there's some statistic: more crimes are committed, more more deaths are caused by pistols than they yeah. are assault rifles. Yeah. So, so when they say when they ban assault, they want to ban assault rifles. But like, what do they want to ban? What do they want to ban? It's a Everything? lot easier to ban quote unquote assault rifles than it is pistols, though. You're just like, oh, you're banning half of guns now. Get the fuck out of here. But but, 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 but when Congress members say they want to ban assault rifles. What are they saying? What are they saying? They want to ban the evil guns. What what is that? The evil ones. It's nebulous. It's it's what's <laughs> going to get that, the votes. That, that's the issue because once you say that, then you, you alienate a huge portion of the population that doesn't want to give up. You know their guns. Because I think I think it's more of a attractor to people who want to ban guns and they don't. And if anything, it's like okay, I think something needs to be gun- done about gun legislation. But I'm not as smart as Nathan, so I say, hmm. What are the evil guns? Assault rifles. Ooh, those sound evil. Ban those. Like it's you can't say, oh, we want to ban pistols because people think we're gonna ban half of guns, but you're still subject to the whim of the people. So, so, so what are you gonna so, do? So you make a law banning assault rifles, you ban everything. Th- that's banning everything. So you think they're they're not even that's not even like a smaller than necessary ban. You think that's gonna be used to ban everything? Yes, because what what is an assault rifle if it's not everything? You could argue well, a pistol. pistol's not a rifle. It is. Wow. Ooh, it I is. mean, it does have it rifling. <laughs> I guess you would say it has a long rifle. It depends. I mean, they, so, I suppose so, they would have so, to So you want to specify like how long of a barrel and what type of what type of ammunition it could shoot and stuff. Like mm. you need to get more more minute points. You can't you can't just say want to ban assault rifles. Mm. What, what what the hell is that? What what is an assault rifle? You, I mean, it is you, a very you, nebulous you, you either term. say you say you ban fully automatic rifles, um, long barrel semi-automatic rifles that shoot three hundred blackout or shoot five five six. You know, maybe you only allow guns that can shoot. Um, but it's not the mil. first time po- politics has utilized a very nebulous term well, for legislation. So you're saying don't don't people don't want to give up gun rights. So you, if, when you it's not condu- conducive to the situation if you want to say you just want to ban assault rifles because that can lead to banning everything. See, but but like what I'm saying is, it's like they have to market something. They can't say we're gonna ban all guns. No, we're gonna ban what? Like what guns are we gonna ban? 
we're going to ban some guns. We're going to ban guns that can shoot too many bullets. We're going to ban guns that are too big. We're going to ban guns. Like, what kind of guns are we going to ban if we can't ban all the guns? Okay, we're going to ban these guns, which are assault rifles, which are the evilest sounding guns. It's like, what the fuck are those? It's like, I mean, that that does grant them a lot of authority in defining what an assault rifle is. But it also is kind of restricting them in that they're not declaring, saying, all rifles are all guns because I think most people don't use rifles to don't apply the term rifle to pistol. I think most people say rifles are long rifles rather than applying them also. To I'm, I'm sure you could, it could lead to the to pistols getting getting. It could lead, illegal. but, I, but I'm like, saying for like descriptively, you know, descri- for the broad descriptively, public. it's it's too broad. It's too. I, think I give you an analogy with cars. What if the government says they want to ban sports cars? Mm. Well, okay, they ban. No My, trucks, Mustang, oh, but certain trucks are sports trucks, so they're sports cars. Yeah, so, so they start they start banning um, Mustangs, Camaros, Corvettes, and then they start doing Lamborghinis and everything. But and then but then they start banning on uh, Chargers and Hellcats. And some people say, well, that's not a sports car; that's a muscle car. But then they their definition mm. of sports car is, oh, it goes fast. Mm. You know, it's arbitrary. It goes fast. It's a sports car banned. And you go on and on and on and ban whatever you want. But if you say sports cars, first you say first you say you make a law that we're banning cars that make over five hundred sixty horsepower. We're banning cars that have but, but, but like, supercharged or, or twin turbo. Like like you, you give you give something that people can digest and actually is applicable. But, but like going back to the whims of the public, you can't say we're going to ban cars, okay? And we're saying we're going to ban dangerous cars. Again, it's too stupid of a term. So you say we're going to ban sports cars. It's like, okay, we're not going to ban utility cars, which are useful, right? We're not going to ban family cars, which are the, for the family. It, it's nebulous on purpose because not only is it leaves them a lot of power, but it also allows the people to make their own narratives and kind of give them the benefit okay. of the doubt, okay. saying, "Oh, they're not going to ban my car because okay. my car is okay. not a sports so car." So you're making so you're making this a lot more broader. So this is a very serious topic, mm. and you're you're giving the Democrats benefit of the doubt and giving them leniency. I mean, I'm being being oppositional to you. You're being opposition just because you're going your way. I have to go the other the other okay. way. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you on purpose. All right, but you see how it leads us to like way too much no, a- ambiguity. It definitely and- does, but I'm just saying like there's, you know, there is usefulness to both sides, or not necessarily. They have, in ambiguity, they have the opportunity to be evil and they have the opportunity to be good, and it's whether or not you trust them. Because if you trust them, let's say if they're banning sports cars, right? If you trust them to only ban cars that are dangerous then yeah, ban sports cars. But if you don't trust them to ban cars that are only dangerous, you're going to say what you said and be like, these fuckers are about to ban my my Civic because it's a <laughs> going to go 100 miles an hour. Like, it's very much like, it, it's an opinion thing of like, what do I think about you now is going to change what your statement means because it's so nebulous. It's It's... I, I don't want to get it, give it enough credit to say it's genius because of the fact that you're like a lot of people are like assault weapons bans that's bullshit but at the same time it's sort of allowing if, if, people who agree with them to give them the benefit yeah, of the doubt because if you're them and you ultimately want most guns to be banned it's genius yeah but no even if you don't because I, I think it's better because a lot of people who want an absolute gun ban would be like you're not saying enough 
but the people who are on the fence, I think it is because. And, and it's, I remember it's easy, we were it's talking easy body about. point. If you tell people ban assault rifles, like it's assaulting people. The rifles are meant for assaulting. There's a lot more, you know, convincing for people, well, persuasive. I mean, we were talking about this um, earlier when we saw the Descantis uh, announcement, which was, you know, technical clusterfuck. Um, <laughs> maybe it was on purpose, genius, whatever. But like. <laughs> Right, you were saying a lot of like they're trying to win the independence. They're trying to win the middle ground. And it's, uh, you know, I've said interesting and curious too many times already. Interesting. But it, it's curiously interesting curious. that part of the time the party wants is, is playing towards their extremes of the people who want to ban all the guns, let's say. But at the same time, I think they say something like ban assault rifles in order to play to the moderates, to play to the independents of they're not going to ban all guns. I have, I own a, you know, like, and I don't own a gun, but like people who are like, I own a gun, I own a Uzi, but I bro. think there's a problem with school shootings. I think we should ban the, the bad guns. And then they say, we're going to ban the bad guns. And they're like, well, as a person at the very middle of the conversation, that's a good point. I agree with that. And so they're persuading them over versus the people who are at the extreme want all guns banned. It's I, I think it's a play towards the moderates rather than just a... I mean, I, I would say well, you're almost easy. granting them too much, which might be naive of me to say that they're they're lying so they can take more power. If the Democrats they like really want to take, like, you know, you know, because... People complain like if you if you only give them an inch, then they're only going to take an inch. But like if the Democrats were to give you know more soft laws, like you know you know you know they're trying to do like ban like 30, 50 round magazines stuff like that. Like, if you say like inches like that, you know pragmatic and practical things, then that's a way of going about it. But just saying ban assault rifles, it's uh, you're you're leaving out a large contingency of people that. To be convinced one way or the other, it's it's nebulous, and I guess it, it to a purpose. But maybe it's not it's not towards a purpose that's been figured out yet. You know, I mean, I'm hoping that we have, I guess, the best political minds. But maybe it is one of those things where people are like, "Yeah, man, like it's too weird," you know. And it's like certain people who know know, but certain people who don't know don't know but you don't know who knows and who doesn't know and so it's like what the fuck are you saying you know like i hope nobody ever fact checks this like (laughs) we know jack shit uh ladies and gentlemen but like you know what i'm saying it's very much like uh ooh, we don't want to figure this out Uh, throw this answer out and hopefully like we get away with like hopefully we get enough people to where it's fine like maybe they're not even smart enough to realize that they just said a bunch of bullshit and they're hoping that pe- enough people agree with it to not really like hopefully people don't look at this too hard which i think most people don't look at it nearly hey, as hard as look, we've done right what, now which i haven't done it before what, what was the new budget proposal or something that was passed it had like 1300 pages of how they're going to spend like two trillion dollars this year yeah nobody was reading that in like a Ex- week exactly <laughs> nobody it's like they're lying to themselves it's like 
where the fuck you know who is like, designing anything who, who knows if like 40 billion dollars is randomly written in there by an intern 40 billion dollars to uh, pakistan to develop their nuclear that missile hilarious. program that'd be it's like, fucking hilarious all of a sudden you have 40 billion dollars being sent to pakistan and they're Ooh. developing a nuclear program and it's like oh you don't track changes on your fucking word document Ooh, i don't know where that came from that's a good idea though well i mean if uh, i think joe biden added that well mr biden well, added that. obviously it's checked but obviously none of our congress members know what you know what's going on i mean I, I've heard this, um, and I have absolutely a negative amount of sources to cite. But it's like certain legislation is written, like certain like legislation for a particular industry is so kind of convoluted to where legislators will take the proposed legislation from companies in that industry and will be like, yeah, that's about right. And we'll just use whatever the industry gives them because they don't understand it enough. Well, I know a lot of times they have like lawyers who will read it for them and like try to interpret it for them, from my understanding. I there's so much, there's so much convoluted stuff in there. I you, hope. you just have to get synopsis. I hope, but knowing humans, <laughs> there are bound to be people who do not check their shit. Do you think one of our hundred senators of the, you know, this entire country, Diane Fernstein, knows every, or whatever her name yeah, is? Yeah, you think she's fact checking her shit? I don't <laughs> think. I she, think she's barely fact checking. Like, oh, is my diaper on? Today? She, she had like she they did a voting the other day, and she like left, and she's like, they were asking her what about they vote about today. She's like. Oh, we voted. Uh, I don't know. It's like the office was like, you know. Oh, Bro. she knows she's talking what about. What about what about it's the? Like, are you kidding me? What about? She doesn't I, know what she's voting about. I think he's representative representative Santos. I'm sure have you oh, heard about that. The guy George who lied about Santos. his entire resume it, and he got elected before people are like, "Hey, wait a minute, maybe dude, we that's should crazy. check him out." How's he running for New York district with like who knows how many hundred thousands of people and like nobody fact checked any? There's, there's no way. There's no way. Some people get through, man. Like dude, it's I, I love not a hundred percent. You can never. It is not a hundred percent. I love how he said he's like, you know, I didn't say I'm Jewish. I said I'm Jew. Ish. Bro. Like, what? Like, Bro. He lied to their faces, and nobody, n- uh, at least nobody with enough standing, he's, he's going to end up in jail. He has like 13 like federal felonies charges against him right now. He's going to jail. But the fact that he got in and he had, he could have had an influence in America. on America. legislation is enough to be like, oh, you know, companies are giving people. Uh, legislation to pass and you, and oh well people must be checking 100% of that legislation it's like really uh, definitely not 100% all, all definitely these, not 100% all these congress members play such, like, such a small part they all like they all get together have these committees they have like all this stuff explained to them to, you know lobbyists tell them to vote one way or the other and like maybe on a rare occasion like you know congress member put forward a random bill that's not like pushed by any lobbyists like you know like you know like uh i'm sure there's lobbyists behind this but like you know matt gates and alexandria oscar cortez or whatever mm-hmm. completely opposite sides of the aisle but they both came forward and put forward a policy for uh removing uh trading mm-hmm. from congress members like mm-hmm. the family members and everything like that's a great thing that's great they're, that's really, good. they're both crazy and they're both it's crazy they came together yeah. but like you know i guess that's a few instances where like individual policymakers can like maybe propose something but most it's of the, the time, broken well, clock is right twice a day but, right but most of the time it's most of them just in these committees or in these clubs from my understanding in these committees in these clubs they're being explained by lobbyists how to vote for these certain things you know you know all part of big club mm-hmm. vote this way vote that way but it's not like none of these people are geniuses know what they're doing no. like this, this person in, in st pete that got elected luna cortez or whatever Lo- looney luna or whatever you know I have, I have people call her like 
but these people these people hardly know no, what, the, what they're doing they're, they're not geniuses they're, they're not I, doctors they're not stanford researchers so not, i've been uh i've been trying to research um certain senators certain congressmen just for my own all idiots uh, personal desires but like i looked up the history of marjorie taylor green right and it was like her father owned this company and she kind of ran it but people said she did according to the wikipedia page which is definitely biased against republicans is like she was kind of there but she didn't really run it and then she went and opened up a crossfit gym and then she was super she was super public on a facebook group page uh, you know dot 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 and she kind of got influential and ended up running for congress and then look there she is and you're like a fucking crossfit gym owner <laughs> yeah oh a fucking crossfit gym owner is, is is a congressman are you fucking kidding me i thought these people were supposed to be the best of the best she's a fucking jackass who runs her mouth and does crossfit and it's like you know but we have faith well, these are congressmen. They must be the top of the top. It's like, no, they just fucking fooled you enough to vote for them because God knows you didn't fucking study up on the congressman you're voting for. Who the fuck knows? Okay, first of all, I you know, and I meant this full heartedly. I don't know who the fucked the the I don't even know what their title is, the controller of agriculture for the state of Florida. I don't know who the fuck they are. I don't know who the fuck any of the candidates were. I voted for one of them. Somebody got elected. I don't know jack shit about any of that, and yet it happened. And who knows if that person knows and you what know, they're doing? And I'm hoping. And they're back to the classics. Uh, they talked about like a class of people who they worked so much that they didn't have time to think about politics, and so they shouldn't have a vote. And That's, it's yeah, like Plato's. Uh... Yeah, I'm unemployed, and I didn't look into the politics, and it's like. I had the time and I was too fucking lazy. So I was like, am I a victim of the modern American system? Am I too fucking lazy? Like, you know, what the fuck is going on where a lot of these people are getting elected simply because of their party affiliation? Because people are fucking, you know, Christmas treeing their election ballot? It's just so disconnected like, because, you know, our country's gotten so big and so bureaucratic that you're voting for people hundreds hundreds of miles, thousands of miles away for you doing who knows what. I mean, it's so different versus, like, you know, you know, rewind 2,000 years ago. Maybe maybe if you're lucky, you're voting. You're voting for your local mayor who's deciding whether or not yeah. people can drink out of the well or not. Because or you're like, an old man with land. <laughs> like, it's like, ooh. Yeah, but I don't like, know if I want these poppers but, but, drinking my but, water. But it's it's more di- you know a more direct you know way of voting. It's not so disconnected versus now. It's like now we vote for all these people that we've never seen in our lives probably that we don't know what to do on day to day basis. We don't know what color pen they're using. We don't know who What's they're agriculture. Ta- we don't know who, who they're talking to. We don't know what bathroom they use. Like it's just, it's just so disconnected. So like, why would there be interest for us to learn about it? So it, like, it makes sense that so many people are uninformed. That's why you vote for one party or the other. And you know, it's kind of an issue that's just that, that's naturally comes from our country being so you know. I mean, looking advanced. at like the statistics for the like the presidential election, right? It's like okay, maybe if we're good, sixty percent of the country votes for the temporary king of the country 60 percent. okay two less than two-thirds of the country votes for the king of the country okay well who votes for the possible choices 
uh, like half of that. So one third of the country decides the choices of the temporary king of the country, much less who is voting for. What are the fucking other options? Who's voting for the congressman? This, you know, the Senate. Who's voting for the senator? Who's voting for their house member? Who's voting for their governor? I don't fucking know, man. I don't. I don't pay attention to any of this. Much less, much less the attorney general, the secretary of agriculture. Fucking insert the sheriff. You think I know jack shit about the sheriff of Aylesborough County? No, I don't know. Fuck all about Chad Cronister. His name's Chad. Like, is that my best? Like, that's all the information I have. I'm like, I don't like Chad. It's like, maybe he's a good ass guy. Maybe he's an asshole. I have no idea because I'm too busy focusing on, well, what is an assault weapon? Is that, you know, is it valuable? It, it seems valuable. Is it my job to make that decision? Maybe I'm too lowly of a peasant to that should be concerned with that. And I should be more concerned with my secretary of agriculture because they have more of an effect on me. Maybe I don't know jack shit about agriculture. Why the fuck is, you know, somebody who has nothing to do with farming and or weights and measurements and or gasoline. Why am I voting for this person? Much less the fucking sheriff. I don't know. Why, why the fuck am I involved with the sheriff? Well, we can't just have these people appointed because then that leads to corruption. Well, that's true. It's like, well, fuck. I don't want to do any work, but also when I, you know, I don't want people to be corrupt. It's like, what's a system where I don't have to work, but things are done right? It's like, well, we have a solution for you. It's called AI and it solves all your problems. It's like, oh, fuck. Now it's another. Now I got to understand computers on top of that. Hopefully we don't burn ourselves alive or whatever the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah, the same AI that says, oh, we're causing global warming. We need to kill off more humans to... to uh, kiss. I don't know. Maybe religion's going up. I don't fucking know. You know? It's like, do we pray to the robots? No wonder there's a war, I guess. Roll the dice. Hopefully we guess correctly. It's really like... Uh, and, you know, like, not to toot our own horns, but we're intelligent, what the fuck are the idiots doing out there? You know, it's like a third of America can't read. What the fuck are they doing? What's going? What the oh, fuck is no. going on? Like, holy shit! You know, and and I gotta worry about all that, right? And groceries? Are they killing me? What kind of milk do I need to buy? Everything you eating is killing you. Job taxes do i drink water what am i you know where am i going this friday night i don't want to go to the wrong club it's like so many things to think about maybe they were right maybe i'm too busy to think about policy or at the same time maybe that's just a trick maybe they're distracting me with all these things so that i don't pay attention to policy i mean you know there's a saying more money more problems does you also say more advancements more problems more technology more problems more more bureaucracy, more problems. Yeah, the Unabomber was right, man. Blow it all to hell. <laughs> Return to monkey, I guess. Is that the way? I don't know. Hey, I think a small agrarian society. It's That's what Thomas Jefferson always wanted. He envisioned America yeah. as being, you know, just a bunch of isolated little farmer communities, you know, no land. You know, this is a beautiful thing to that. Grow some know, asparagus, bro. I don't think, I think most people want to be on farms, you know, working labor and... Uh, not when there's Lamborghini. It's it's the same thing. Once they've had a sip of that bottle of Lamborghini, they never want to go back to fucking sip a book. TikTok 
for a real yeah. sip of uh bro the moment you start a line of store. iphone you're never going back to fucking farming it's not gonna you're never happen. going back to blackberry no fuck <laughs> off yeah oh, i gotta press buttons now get the fuck out of here bro tap, 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 tap. like it's it's you know yeah, I guess maybe we've developed our own drug of life. Society, know. modern society. Society, yeah. Do you know? Does We're God, part of a society. Does God have any thoughts on this? According to your uh, cult, like uh, <laughs> cult, you gotta get that jab. But you, you know, like, does are there any um, thoughts on this in Christianity? To your knowledge of tying it all together, like, should we shut the fuck up and just grow asparagus? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a good question. <laughs> I do think we need to be closer to people. I think we need to form. Oh, and that's wonderful. That's a bunch of bullets. That's <laughs> like, ban assault weapons, be closer. Whoop the fucking do, bro. Like, you know, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? You know? At the gym, do I say hi to the guy as we leave? Do I not say hi? Am I nice to the cashier? I don't want to talk to the cashier. Maybe, maybe replace maybe, him with a robot. I don't. Maybe that means every time you go to the gym, you meet someone new, say hi to them. Maybe the grocery store, you start tipping the cashier. I don't know. Maybe you just... Well, t- I got to tip the cashier, man. Yeah, maybe the cashier... You didn't have to tip anybody before. You don't tip in New Zealand. Yeah, maybe maybe it's, you know, best for society if you give up 50% of your income. You know, you're just more altruistic. That's maybe. a Muslim thing. Is I don't know if it's 10% or 5%, but it's like... That's a... One of the Christian five, thing. No, it's a Muslim thing. One of the five tenets of Islam is you have to give up ten, five, whatever. You have to give up that percent to the poor. And one of the things I like about it is it's not necessarily you have to tithe and give it to the church and they'll redistribute it. I'm taking their cut, of course. I'm sure that's an option. But what a big thing of it is like, you know, maybe during Ramadan or something like that, they're like, all right, fuck it. Like I've saved up 5% of my wealth. Here you go, a poor person. Or like they have rich people who just give out money during a certain time of the year because it's their time to give away. You know, that's 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 still a Christian thing. I mean, and maybe it's a Jewish thing. Countless times in the New Testament, like, you know, G, you know, the rich man came to Jesus. He's like, I follow all your commandments. I do everything you do. Like you tell me to do. Like, what else do you do? And he's like, if you do all the commandments? Yeah. He's like. Have you given your all your stuff to the poor? He's like, no. He's like, give your stuff, give give your stuff to the poor right now. And he's like, that's all your stuff. That's, that's not ten percent. Hey, but there's plenty. There's plenty of context in the Bible. You know, I think that the Bible, the New Testament, has like a thousand, thirteen hundred references to money or something, something crazy. Mm. Like there's, like it's money, not, like, money, money. it's not like it doesn't talk about money. There's, there's definitely passages in the Bible that talk about you know giving to the poor, supporting the poor. That is our that's one of our goals our, mm. our priorities as a christian you know helping helping the poor and it's kind of a socialist of you <laughs> hey christianity is a social uh, definitely it's a socialist mm. type, type of way of thinking about it 100 percent in, 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 in a truly in a truly you know holistic and unified world be socialist <laughs> so, but, i mean you know no to me it's like uh i think about it in terms of chemistry it's like no reaction is 100 percent efficient it's like okay no system you know you can't fucking mix you know salt and chlorine together yeah okay i messed that up you can't mix sodium and chlorine to get in a, together and get 100 percent salt what makes you think you're gonna make a government that's 100 percent efficient where everybody's gonna be get the job that they deserve and get the money that they deserve it's like 
No, you're going to fuck up a certain percentage of the time. So everybody needs to give a little bit to help those people out, you know, because you're going to fuck up. So you got to compensate for the fuck ups at least, you know, store away a little fuck up fund. But, you know, people are so idealistic of like, no, it's perfect. The free market is going to sort it out. It's like, no, (laughs) it's like socialism is going to help everybody. It's like, no, that's how people steal from you and (laughs) pretend like they're giving it to poor people. It's like, okay, we need to be a little bit more balanced about this. But like, people are so idealistic. They're so unreasonable. Like, it's going to be perfect. It's like, okay. Nothing has been fucking perfect. Like, stop acting like you're going to do it right. Yeah. Shout out J-Dog. Anyways, <laughs> it's like, nothing has been fucking perfect. Now you're going to act like, oh, I'm going to do it right. Shut the fuck up. You don't know jack shit, okay? If you think you're going to do it perfect, I can tell you for 100% fact you are wrong. And so, like, but nobody's building in a compensation system for that. And it, it's just kind of like... Have we learned nothing? You know, it's been how many years since we started fucking scratching our asses and putting loincloths over our twats? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird world. It's a beautiful world. Beautiful world. Broken world. It's broken. Ice cream's pretty cool. I'm glad America. So happy to be born here. I'm so glad I can fucking bullshit and broadcast it to everybody. I could be a fucking cobalt miner fucking making the batteries that are powering this recording device right now. But You can do that at the same time. I could pass. Uh, bro, oh, you know, Congo podcast right now, bro? What the fuck? You know, um, don't hold me to that, subscribers. But I don't know. It, uh, I mean, it's definitely hard to appreciate where you are, especially like n- never experienced. You know, if you come from the Congo and you're here, it's like, this shit's fucking awesome. But it's like, you're born here, you're like, mm, you know, the champagne wasn't the best champagne I've had. It's like, <laughs> hey, fuck face. Like, it's a good thing you have enough food that you're like dieting. You're di- These people are called, you know, they're on a forced diet. It's called starvation. <laughs> you're yeah. like, oh, I'm a little fat right now. It's like, oh. They wish, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're so, you know, we're, but is it our fault? <sighs> we're sheltered, uh, we're blessed. I mean, you know, we're born into a world where we don't know any better. So, you know, is that God's fault? Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Blame him. Um, but, like, it, it, it's, it's, it's weird to think about, you know, your standards, it, your standards for morality, I guess, can't be the same for all people, but eh, there's certain, you know, general rules of thumb. Don't kill people. Well, unless you have to. Okay, fair enough. You know, don't covet thy neighbor's goods. Well, unless you're starving. And this is like, mm, okay, fair enough. Like, eh, like there's a lot of leeway with these commandments here, you know. Uh, not too much. But- uh, yeah, but... I don't know. Water's pretty good. I don't know what the fuck else to say. It's weird. It's all weird. It's all very weird. But I don't necessarily think that eating crackers and drinking wine makes it make sense. You know, last jab, fucking, fuck. Yeah. To each their own. Jesus loves you. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess I think that's a good way to end the podcast. Um, Nathan, any closing remarks besides Jesus loves you? Yeah, you know, I fucking got you. I don't know, great conversation. All right. Well, a lot of points. Thank you for, for coming on Tea Time. It's been an absolute pleasure. 
Um, I finished this bottle of Prosecco. I don't know how many minutes ago, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, Nathan, for the Prosecco. Of course. Um, I'm about to piss my pants. Um, Likewise. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. And I hope you join us again on Tea Time. Kiss, kiss, love, love.